Watch it in one piece. We are! Welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece, an anime rewatch podcast about the show that is now exclusively about Duval <laughs> and the Rosie Life Riders. My name is Joe, and I'm joined as always by Jory. How are you, Jory? I'm doing I'm doing swell. This morning I uh I really felt like I was Luffy. I woke up way later than I intended to, and then I just ate a bunch of food. To to recover your energy. Yeah. Did you recently defeat someone who was trying to overthrow a government? Uh I wish I could say I did. I mean I wish so too, but for personal reasons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're back. We're going we're gonna to do Amazon Lily this time. If you remember last time, there was some devastating results uh, in the Saba Odi Archipelago. And now the show's about Duval. And he goes yeah. to some magical place called Amazon Lily, um, where everyone is paid uh, a living wage. <laughs> That's how you know it's magical. Uh-huh. There's, yeah, no men, every, everyone makes a living wage. Um, we haven't done a full arc in an episode in a very long time. Amazon Lily's technically only nine episodes, but Since it's still Alabasta. like... I think Alabasta, we still tr- like split into two. Yeah. Which, that's the thing. That's kind of the cutoff of where that's a bad idea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> after that point, Alabasta probably should have been more than two episodes, but I, I think it all came out in the wash. But yeah, now we're we're back with Amazon Elite. It's only nine episodes. A lot of stuff happens, but I th- I think it'll probably just be a normal episode for us. And I, the thing about doing Amazon Elite all in one bit, I didn't really want to talk about Boa Hancock until you had seen all of Amazon Lily. Yeah, um, that's that's definitely a good idea. I I I was I was on her side right away, but getting more context for how she is how she is is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there, there there's I understand being like, oh, mommy, like right away. <laughs> but like they they really go. I'm, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but they uh they really nail it down by introducing a character we've heard about by showing her kick a cat <laughs> comically <laughs> for comic yeah. effect. <laughs> yep. And by the end of the arc, if you're not in love with her right away, you you probably like her by the end of the arc. <laughs> or you don't, and I guess I get it. But uh and actually I don't get it, but oh, no. I I respect I respect people when, for the most part. When when do we get the the series where it's just uh Robin and Bo Hancock murdering shitty men? God, that's that's my dream one when we get spin-off. We get Kill Bill, but it's uh, Boa Hancock and Robin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just destroying the world government who has made their lives hell. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd fund it. I, I would like to see it. <laughs> but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Pe- people who, I mean, I don't, I don't know who, if there's anyone listening to the show uh, at this point who's watching along or um, who hasn't seen it. But we talked about Boa Hancock pretty recently. I think her name came up for, like, the first time. Yeah. I don't remember when or why. I just remember saying, "Oh yeah, that's Boa Hancock." They're talking about. I think. I think when we hear it in passing, she is. She's either just mentioned as like the most beautiful woman in the world or a warlord. I don't remember. And she showed up in the new new intro. Yes, not with like a name or anything, no. but I mean, you probably you, you might have recognized her just from being online or from me posting. Yeah, 
and we've been friend, friends for long enough where I've definitely posted Boa. I, uh, my fa- one of my favorite images on my phone is from years ago where I was, I was playing Pirate Warriors 3 as Hancock and my grade, my, like there's three things you get graded on in that game. And it was, and I got an A and then an S and an S. So I just have a picture of Hancock next to S. <laughs> it's really good. That's my it's, favorite um, in uh, those kind of games is to get that mm-hmm. ass rating is better than the triple S, honestly. 100%. I, I just I'm trying to th- I can't think of another character that would be great to get it with other than Hancock, who like 50 percent of her. The basis of her character is sex appeal, which <laughs> it, it would be so easy for me to hate Hancock in this show. It's, but it, it honestly it, it works in a way that like I'm almost surprised One Piece did it as pretty good as it as it is done there's a lot of tiny nuances that weirdly work for me with her and and especially like how quickly we get not necessarily a face turn but like a turn that is absolutely absurd uh and uh and her backstory i think is um also like pretty good welcome to the boa hancock show uh i tweeted when i was rewatching this uh boa hancock empress of simps Simp, simp princess instead of snake princess <laughs> that's it that's that's who she is that's her whole character but um we'll we'll meet her in a couple a couple episodes of the anime because we're gonna pick up right where we left off with episode 408 and the first thing we see is duval yeah it's really weird i i, I really couldn't remember how they picked this episode up i was like are we just gonna cut to luffy landing somewhere i forgot we saw him flying through the sky but they they show saba odi and they show a bubble and i'm like oh they're gonna be sad again and then we see duval's fucking reflection in the bubble i i wonder i don't know how how often one piece takes like big breaks with the manga it, i don't know i feel I like not often right after this would have been a good time for oda to be like okay there won't be any one piece for like a month or two just like yeah, i don't know let if, it oh, sit. I, I don't know if they've ever taken long hiatuses it's been pretty consistent. I think they've had break weeks. Mm. And I mainly know that from passing context, because I don't read the manga or keep up with it, but like from passing context of just even like following the, the, the folks from Paramecia fan cast, <laughs> where uh, they'll be like, oh, I don't know what to record this week because there's no chapter. Um, but that <laughs> rarely happens. Uh, and I, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think there was like a real break in the timescape either, but I'll, I'll probably ask Andrew about that stuff. I mean, you're right. I agree with you. I think, I think, I mean, it would be a rough time to be like, it really extend how long you're worried about these characters. I want, um, I guess I can, I check in with this now. How much were you thinking about the other straw hats throughout the rest of this, throughout these arcs or this, these episodes? Um, not too much. Cause Luffy did the thinking about them for me. Okay. He, he, he's very he motivated talks to about find his friends. So, like, I have a feeling that we'll check in with them eventually. I, I also do think if they just spent this entire time without, like, checking in on them beyond Luffy just being like, damn, I miss my friends. I think that'd be pretty, like, good. But I also have a feeling that we'll, just, we'll see them at least once or twice before Luffy meets back up. Gotta know what they're doing. They, they've been around enough that, like, not seeing them would be kind of weird. Yeah. That's fair. I, I, I think the show is pretty good about accepting that important adventures can happen off screen. Oh, yeah. 
which we talked a little bit about with Saba Odi, because like all of the the supernova characters felt like they they could be their own main character of their own arcs. Yeah, even though they were like just showing up, it was just like they're showing up as Saba Odi, and it doesn't feel like new characters are showing up at Saba Odi. Yeah, I th- I think we can have a similar conversation probably about Ace, because uh, Ace is definitely like I Absolutely. always feel like he is engaged with his own shit. And that's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, when, which which when they I think about Ace. I I think Oda has a great grapple on, like, thinking about that with the way characters interact and the way that things get revealed to have happened off screen um, and what he chooses to show. And I think something that rarely comes into the anime, for obvious reasons, is his cute little pre-chapter panels of what other side characters are doing randomly. Um, I, I think we've talked about him a few times on the show. I've been talking to Andrew about him a lot recently because uh, there are some upcoming episodes that are just adaptations of those panels, which is interesting. But like the the there there was um the, the episodes were buggy. Like there was like a whole episode with just buggy being like very small because he was missing his limbs. Those were originally like the pre chapter panels where he would just like update it every every week, like one at a time. And she's like, here's some off-screen adventures. So I think it just, like, shows how much he is thinking about the whole world at a time. Not in, like, because uh, there's some there's some uh, manga artists who are like, oh, yeah, I just forgot about that. <laughs> and I don't think Oda's ever, for, I feel like Oda has to have, like, some huge notebook or, like, a wall of uh, sticky notes that's just like, I can't forget that this character is doing this right now. So everything has to make sure that works. Like, he's doing a Sudoku puzzle of lore. Yeah. That um that makes me think about uh before the Invader Zim comics came out like right before they came out and stuff like when Joan Vasquez was doing like some media stuff for it he mm-hmm. said he he'd talked about it was like the characters like even though the show ended the characters never really stopped exist existing to me like in my head they've always been this is what they've been doing since the show's been off the air like this is what each character's been up to and like. It, the the wheels haven't stopped turning my head as to what would be going on with the series. Mm-hmm. Something I think it really feels strong uh, with One Piece having these uh, characters who we feels like they have their own adventures that we don't see is in Dragon Ball. It it does not feel like that at all at any point. Mm. I think Frieza is the only time it really does, but it it doesn't feel as strong with that even because Frieza they say, hey, this guy is a terrible galactic overlord. But with, like, the next two arcs, uh, Cell is organic android from the future, so, like, it doesn't really matter what his is, because he's from a different timeline. And then Majin Buu, he was in a deep, like, sleep for thousands of years, so, like, he definitely did not have stuff before for a while before, so it's, like, it's just, like, a fresh new enemy instead mm-hmm. of, like, someone with a history as much. Yeah, I when I was rewatching these episodes, there's some like particularly the backstory that we'll get from Hancock. I'm just like, fuck, One Piece is so fucking big, like, <laughs> yeah. and I and I mean that in the most loving way because I lo- it's great. It's it's extremely my shit. Like I'm and I I think I I think I talked about this just last episode where I'm like, I I regularly remember things I've just forgotten about One Piece, and it's never confusing. It's just there's so much of it. Not like episodes and also things that have happened. It, it's it's extremely for me. I understand all of it being not like it's too much for for some people to get invested in. But 
uh, I love it, and I think Oda's great about. <laughs> I think I think Oda's really good about keeping tabs on like I know, like when when a character shows up, and maybe I'll catch up with Wano and take all this back. But um, at least so far, uh, I I have I've always felt like Oda is great about under like everything feels true to what characters would actually go through in the length of time he's depicting them which is interesting considering it's time skip and i'm looking forward to us talking about post time skip stuff and seeing if we feel the same way but all this to say that the show's about duval now and he what is he doing he's like he, he he's protecting the sunny he like they, yeah. they track down the sunny and they're like we have to guard this until the boat coat guy gets here and we see a scene in shaki's bar where they're talking about what the fuck just happened (laughs) kami's like worried about everything hachi's like recovering from being shot i think shaki's like hey regardless of how they are right now things are going to only get harder from here (laughs) which is a you know a bleak way to start a new arc yeah it uh it really it it's a good follow-up with like I feel like in the manga, it might have been like a full page spread or like a single page of Luffy saying we need to escape. We're not strong enough right now. That's like mm-hmm. a huge line that I feel like should be at the beginning of each episode recap up until they reunite. <laughs> because I mean, we I, we just said this uh, before starting recording, but like Impel Down is a whole last arc. <laughs> it's a whole yeah. it's there's it's a full length arc. Although, yeah, this probably is like, oh, yeah, Luffy was separated from his friends on Saba Odi. Now he's here doing this instead. Yeah. I think they, they really need to drive. I, that. That's, like, such a good, like, character thing. Especially just in Shonen, which is, oh, man, I need to get stronger. Like, but in, in the way Luffy had it, it's just so, like, succinct and, like, understanding mm-hmm. of the situation instead of just, like, I gotta be stronger to beat the bad guy. He's like, oh, fuck, we can't do anything right now. We gotta go. Like, (laughs) I understand the limits of all of our abilities. We have to go. That's the thing, too. Like, it speaks so much, like, it it makes, it's it's so much more valuable because of who Luffy is and how he's handled every other situation. He he, he run headfirst at the government and almost died fighting Luchi to save Robin because he knew he could do it. And up against you know, two pacifistas in a row and an admiral, he's like, hey guys, we have to leave. I want all of you to live, so we have to leave. And that's, yeah, it's 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 heavy. That's not like a wasted line. I I, th- I think there's uh, this, this like, brief little moment where we see, like, Shaki and Kami talking about, like, hey, are they gonna be, like, okay? Is, like, an effective, like, yeah, cap on that. Um, and then Luffy continues to uh, think about that because he's flying through the air. I, it's it's interesting to see depicted because for some reason, I think it's because they poof away where I assumed they would travel so much faster through the air. But we see Luffy flying through the air and he's in like, he's surrounded by like a paw shaped bubble of, I don't know, force, energy, <laughs> what have you. Um, but he's flying through the air and he's like screaming all of his friends' names. It's just very sad. Yeah. Uh, and he talks aloud because this is an anime, uh, and we need to know what's going through his head. I feel like Luffy would just talk out loud for it anyway. <laughs> Probably. We we haven't seen him alone very often. Yeah. If ever. 
Uh, yeah. and oh yeah, from the beginning he's been interacting with someone. Like, yeah, first it was Kobe. Like, he's a character that primarily bounces off of other people. No pun intended. But <laughs> he, yeah, this is like a stretch where he is just like trying to cope, being alone. Big mood. Yeah, and he's, uh, yeah, he he's he's not alone for that long, admittedly. But uh, he. He's going through the air, and he's like, hey, if I'm flying through the air, maybe my other friends are too, and maybe they'll be okay. We just have to meet up again. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm hungry, and this is going to take a while, so I'm going to go to sleep. So he sleeps uh, for, I guess, three days. And he eventually, he, oh, he, he makes some comment like, oh, if I land in the water, I guess I'm fucked, but hopefully I won't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting that, like, yeah, because... It does seem to strongly imply that Kuma does have complete control over where he's sending people. Yeah, and it it felt like Kuma was definitely doing something for them, which I don't know or some, if that's something like a... that he thought was a moral good. I don't remember enough about Kuma's details <laughs> where it, how like to, to know too much about uh why this happened this way. I can I can like theorize from how he reacted to Zoro standing up back on uh, Thriller Bark. What he was doing for them does kind of feel like he he gets like a sense of justice from them. And from what I get from Kuma's design, especially like the Bible thing, is Kuma has some kind of like strict either moral code or something like that. To where he could see that while the Straw Hats are have a bounty, what they are doing most of the time is not bad. I think it's fair to say that Kuma has a strong moral code. He works, like he is like, he's a, he's a warlord, so he has aligned yeah. with the world government. But like before that, he like was a pirate, like we know that much because he's a warlord. We don't know much about him at this point, but you're right, like between the imagery of the bible and him uh making that deal with zoro there is like a yeah there's there's an innate vague justice like involved with him um and then he did this which seems to be for the benefit of luffy and well all the straw hats it it is like heartbreaking what happened it still sucks but if they would have stayed there we can imagine they probably just would have fucking died died or been uh arrested Yeah. yeah Uh, yeah, and Kuma says something to Rayleigh that we don't, we don't yeah. know. <laughs> Which is, uh, fucked up. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't wanna, I, I, I can, I can wait for that. I don't want, I don't want that, uh, to destroy my world just yet. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Kuma's a, Kuma's a guy. Anyways, Luffy lands on this island. The paw print force field that he's in, like, kind of cushions his fall, like it negates the force of flying across the ocean for three days he lands and he's like in that little paw shaped crater and he's like well if this happened to me my friends are probably fine in the same boat and um he just kind of walks through his thought process and out loud and he's like gotta get back to my friends oh right i have rayleigh's uh viva card i'll follow it that way and he follows it to a giant wall (laughs) and he's like shit guess i'll punch through it and he can't even with also, there's a great running bit where, like, a boar is following him, trying to eat him, and he's just blissfully unaware. Yeah. 
and he like he tries to punch this wall with gear third and it doesn't quite work and he's like oh i need to eat and at <laughs> and this it point the boar the fuck out <laughs> yeah having having seen gear third now the boar is scared and it like starts to leave slowly but it steps on a branch and that's what gets luffy to notice it and he's like oh good food and then we hard cut to him eating and a big skeleton next to him <laughs> i i like when luffy mentioned hey this reminds me of when my grandpa would throw me into the jungle but I don't want to think about that. <laughs> that scene, I remember it. I remember that scene very well because I think it's just like weirdly telling for Luffy, where he's like, "Ah, this reminds me of my childhood." And he's like, "I don't want to think about that." Actually, um, like, like the the dub is like, "I do not want to think about that." Yeah, or, or the, the sub, I should say. The dub, which I watched um for this, uh, he just says, "Actually, that sucked," <laughs> which is so funny. <laughs> That's really good. But yeah, I, I I was hoping that you would catch that because it's like a very tiny detail that I think is like weirdly important. It reminds me of, have you seen the show Spaced? I have not. It's There's a running gag in it where Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, his, uh, they're, they're always like, no man, I owe you after what happened to us when we were kids. And it'll like flash back to it to like them sitting on some branches and then it'll cut back to like, we can't talk about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. But yeah, I think it's just like, we still know so little about Luffy's backstory. We don't know shit, actually. We know his dad that he did not know he had. And we know his grandfather, who he seems to not be stoked about how that relationship went. So it's just interesting to have like one little glimpse of like, ah, this takes me back. That sucked. I don't want to think about that. And then goes about his day. (laughs) And he goes to eat some mushrooms that make him laugh. Luffy takes hallucinogenic drugs. <laughs> yeah. For fun. <laughs> he, he, he just need, he needed more food. And then he's like, I recognize this mushroom. <laughs> I'm going to eat it. <laughs> this mushroom will make me laugh. And then he laughs a bunch and he eats another one. And that one makes him sad. And he just goes through every emotion through the form of mushroom. <laughs> you know, sometimes that's just how it be. Yeah. We cut away. And I'm trying to remember. Oh, I think they just cut away to like people fight like. He is found in a second covered in mushrooms unconscious, but he's found by three women. Yes. Three women who we'll see plenty of in the next few episodes. Uh, Margaret is a, is a average looking one piece lady. She mm-hmm. has blonde, blonde bob haircut. I don't Sweet Pea is the larger woman's name. Yep. Uh, Aphalandra is a, larger in the tall sense. She's very yeah, tall. She's at least twice the size of the rest of the women. Yeah. Some people are just big in one piece. I like it. I like it too. Like, she's not like a long leg tribe member. She doesn't have three joints. She's just fucking tall. Yeah. I love, I love Aphalandra. Me too. She's, I love, I love Margaret. I like all three of these. I, l- I like this whole island. Me too. Amazon Lily is a great place. There are no men left in Amazon Lily, which makes it a great place. <laughs> But yeah, oh, so they find the smoke from him cooking the the boar. That's that's what I yeah. forgot. They they think it's uh it's someone from the village like signaling for help mm-hmm. and they see him on the ground covered in mushrooms. Uh something I picked up on right away is that they keep using she and her because they can't fathom a man being here. They're just like <laughs> exactly. this, this has to be a woman from the yeah. From the village. 
they've lived their whole. I mean, we'll find this out soon, but like they've lived their whole lives with this being a woman only yeah, like society. Before they, e- that's a good way for them to like establish that before they tell you. Mm-hmm. Like e- even though I I see like the arc name, so I, I see Amazon. I know what an Amazon is. I know what that's going to reference. Mm-hmm. It's still like that's really good. <laughs> All things considered, you texted me while watching this saying One Piece be like gender. Uh, and this and this arc certainly has a lot of that. All things considered, the first One Piece few episodes it got better. <laughs> yeah, I, and I think One Piece could have been worse. Like, and One uh, Piece, yeah. uh, there's 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 certainly worse things that happen in One Piece in in regards to gender than than these episodes. I mean, it's very cis normative, obviously. Yeah, that's course. a that, that's a big thing. All that being said, they they want to help this nice young girl who's covered in mushrooms. And they take her into the village, and they pluck them all off. They pluck all these mushrooms off of yeah. Luffy. And as soon as they said, you gotta take off all the mushrooms, I'm like, oh no, I know what joke is going to happen. Yeah, it, they, <laughs> they, they wait like the rest of the episode yeah. to do it. Um, I knew it was gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's set up pre- pre- right away. And so, so they take, they take Luffy back. They pick all these mushrooms off. There's another person there who's like the doctor. And like, there's only one way to get the, what like the actual like roots out of, out of the body. Cause like they, they're plucked off, but there's still like a base stuck. So they light Luffy on fire. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he wakes up, yells, and then immediately passes back out. And they're like, all right, well, he's back. To, or well, they say she, but Luffy's back to being passed out. Um, let's go, like, clean them up and give them a bath. I think the reason this doesn't bother me too much is because Luffy is, in in all of his actions, canonically ace. Like, he, there is no, there is no, like, it, the character taking advantage of the situation or being, like, oogled by yeah. the situation. Even if maybe the gaze is intent, like, I mean, definitely the gaze is intended there for the audience. Yeah. But I, th- I think in the text itself, Luffy... <laughs> Could not give less of a shit at any point about being surrounded by uh, attractive women. Yeah. But yeah, so they're, they're giving him that bath. And yeah, there's the, the, the payoff, quote unquote, payoff of, of that setup that you uh, immediately picked up on um, is while washing Luffy's body. I think it's, I think it's Sweet Pea who finds one, one mushroom they missed. Yep. And then just doesn't come off. <laughs> It, uh, Supposedly, like, this is the con- the confirmation that everything on Luffy stretches. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then uh, they're like, "Hey, maybe, maybe this." I think they say Afalandra. Maybe she can pull it off. And then, uh, then a, a tiny old lady pops up. Yeah, what the fuck is her name? Oh, just just Neon. Everyone calls her Granny Neon. Yeah. Yeah, she shows up at the end of this episode. She gets one look at what's going on, and she's like, "Oh no, <laughs> uh, that is a man that you that you are holding." <laughs> Which is interesting. Like this, this, this show is extremely cisnormative. It, uh, it, uh, like all, all of this is like all of this language is within a a pretty tight binary of like, and 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 it. The, the, it's it's intending to incite humor from 
the audience's understanding of also living within that binary. Yeah. So the the joke is supposed to be that they don't immediately think Luffy is a man from the visuals, yeah. which in my post irony destroyed brain, I'm like, is this incredible that these characters see an AMAB person and believe it could be a woman because they do not have the awful pretenses that the real world does. Mm. It, it, and of, of course I'm not, I'm not foolish enough to believe any of that's intentional. <laughs> Certainly not, uh, you know, mid-aughts One Piece. Uh, spe- <laughs> especially not with uh, things I know are to come uh, for One Piece. But there is, there is that part of me that's like... It's, it's like, if I, if I squint really hard, there's a part of me where, where they talk about Luffy with she, her pronouns and don't find their chest to be unusual or that unusual. They'd comment on it. Um, but there's like, yeah, this could also be a woman. So there's, uh, but then, um, of course, that's not what happens with the arc. So there's, there's one thing that I think it's meant to play to comedy, I think, or just to add variety in the crowd. But something I noticed right away is that everyone on Amazon Lily has pretty distinct designs. Yeah, there's, there's a huge variety of, of character designs, despite being all women and Oda drawing them. Yeah, like I, I, I think some of it's supposed to be comedy. I think also another of it is so, to make the crowd look less like stale. But some people have like big, he- big goofy heads. Some people just have like weird proportions and stuff. And even though it's, it's, I don't think it's meant to be anything. I think that can play to them willing to believe that Luffy is a woman from their village because the the like variety and appearance of pe- people on that island is all over the place. So Absolutely. it wouldn't be out of the ordinary that the way Luffy looks would be to someone in the village. Yeah, I think I, I think in the text, Amazon Lily is like, yeah, all of these women are women and they're all beautiful and valid and great. And I think there might be a part of Oda that in depicting that thinks it's silly, like he's depicting it not as genuinely a good thing when I'm like, it is genuinely a good thing. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's that that's that's my Amazon Lily spiel for now but obviously i yeah from the text it's very clear that it is setting these dominoes up for for comedy for the audience uh assuming that the audience lives in a cisnormative binary world where haha isn't it funny that they they don't know luffy's a guy and don't know what 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 penises are yeah but uh granny neon knows and that's the that's the big cliffhanger for that episode is her revealing to everyone that um that that luffy is a man and then he wakes up in man prison in the next episode. Uh, 409, Luffy goes to jail for being a man. <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. Um, in a perfect world, all men would be in prison. <laughs> I, Do I still get to podcast? Uh, surely. <laughs> all podcasters also go to prison. <laughs> Those are the two, <laughs> Thank God. two rules. <laughs> Honestly, that's how we can improve society. Mm-hmm. Uh... So Luffy's in man prison and there's he's he he wakes up, you know, bandaged. They, they they you know, he is still fixed up by them. Uh but he is naked. Um yep. which he does not mind at all, by the way. I actually no. really love him being like, Where's my hat? And he like sees it, yeah, stretches out to get it from outside the cell, puts it on, and then it still takes like another three minutes to realize he's naked. Which I'm <laughs> probably just literally doesn't care. Like this, oh yeah, Luf- Luffy does not feel shame or uh, yeah. embarrassment. He's he j- only <laughs> cares about food and protecting his friends, being pirate king. 
all rubber boys created in when did one piece start 1998 99 only care about <laughs> <laughs> eat hot meat and stretch <laughs> but he yeah so basically he's he's uh he's on display for this panel of of women who have never seen a real man before which is great because it very quickly turns into oh all men can stretch that's fucking weird that's that's what i i really like about I, it, it's, it feels like an improvement of, because this is somewhat of a trope of, like, uh, an women-only society being introduced to a man. I've seen, like, multiple shitty fucking mid-2000s hair and anime that are just, like, men and women are separated and then a man it's is It's easy to, to, to fuck up, which, to be fair, yeah. the, the concept already is cisnormative and binary. Yeah. But for it to focus entirely on Luffy stretching is the only good way it could yeah. have gone. <laughs> it, it's it's really funny for it to just be like they assume Luffy is what all men are mm-hmm. instead of like uh, I I think an, another way I w- I've seen something like this go is they be- well it's it's true men are horrifying monsters yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but in this way they're not like scared of him or anything which i think is really cool and they're just they just assume like everything he does is just what men are which is really funny mm-hmm. like, the, especially just they're like i didn't realize men could just stretch like that that's really good <laughs> yeah men, men can stretch they care more about covering their head than the rest of their body and yeah it's i mean they have been told we'll learn like you know men are bad fear men so they are like they're and like as soon as he like at first they're curious and like oh like and i think it's the circumstances where they just like he hasn't done anything wrong yet yeah uh but as soon as he's like trying to get out of there they quickly flip that switch to like all right he's a man everyone get your fucking bows and arrows out yeah (laughs) um there's also an extended sequence uh regarding his genitalia his his family jewels. Is, I, I, I was wondering the... what the the subs would say because I, I didn't remember. But the dub is also family jewels, which yeah, um, which the running joke there is just like, oh, jewels are valuable. Could we see them? <laughs> it's so ridiculous. That yeah, that goes on for a little bit, and then I'm trying to remember what. Oh, then they they give him his clothes back. They fixed his vest for him by putting a bunch of extra frills and uh, designs on it. I think it looks great. I, I like it, and I also like Marguerite. She says, wow, men are really weird. They don't like frills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of lines like that that I think are I'm laughing at for the opposite reason they are intending to get a laugh. And this is another thing where, like, Luffy, Luffy is not a typical masculine character. I don't feel like he is drenched in buff boy masculinity or never really talks about masculinity. So when he says, like, that vest would be embarrassing or the one line at the end of Inya's lobby about like Frankie not being a man anymore. I'm just like, those feel so out of character because that's never a part of Luffy's normal interactions with other people. Yeah. It, it honestly, the, like the, the manliness stuff feels like it's a better fit for Usopp, like not in like a shitty way, but in the same way that he's always like lying to motivate himself and everything like, if he sticks to this, like, stark idea of masculinity, he'll stop being scared and, like, cowardly. Yeah, his, like, goal of being a a warrior of the sea is entrenched in 
uh, masculinity, but not in such a way where I... Not the same way that, like, all of Sanji's flaws are entrenched in masculinity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Usopp's great. I hope he's doing all right out there. Anyways. Also, I hope Soga King's doing great. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe they landed in the same place. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he landed on the island Ooh! of snipers. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh shit! I didn't even think about that. <laughs> but it's in your heart. <laughs> maybe he landed in somebody's heart. <laughs> Fucked up a giant's heart. God. What if he landed in Elbath? What if? <laughs> what if? Um. What happens next? Luffy breaks out. They chase him around. He just wants to get back with his friends. He's. He's, he's not, I don't feel like he's actively doing anything wrong. He's just like, oh, I'm breaking out of this jail cell because I have friends to get to. I'm a pirate. And, he does uh, steal people's food. He does steal some people's I do food. enjoy. I think it's really funny. He's just trying to get through the village. He's like, I gotta find my friends. I gotta talk to someone important in the village. Yeah. Yeah, that's... that's there's like a, a little bit of chasing first because the important person isn't back at the island yet. Yeah. But yeah, so he runs away. There's a great scene where he's literally just bouncing. Like, he's not jumping. He's just like, his his legs are folded up, crisscross, applesauce. And he is just bouncing from point A to point B, dodging their arrows, which are wicked yep. strong. We'll figure out why later. But he ends up wrapping up Marguerite in Margaret. Marguerite? Margaret? Marguerite's a character from Resident Evil 7. That's why that name's in my head. Margaret uh, is wrapped up in his arm, and he, like, fucks off. He's like, hey, I needed to ask you for help, and, like, there was no way I was going to talk to you with all that shit going on. <laughs> Which, of course, to everyone else, just looks like he kidnapped a woman. Yep. <laughs> Which he did do. He yeah. did do. That is what happened. <laughs> he absolutely did. Uh, it's just that we know Luffy would never, like, harm <laughs> anyone. Yeah. Uh, so he basically, like, talks to her for a little bit, explains, like, I gotta get back to my friends. I have this magical piece of paper that is leading me back to where all of the, like, where, where they'll all be. Or he's assuming that anyway. Because they all, they all have a piece of the card, so should work out that way. Yeah. Mar yeah, Margaret pretty quickly, like, l like can tell that he means well. He's, like... You know, I, I don't remember what, what did she say? Like, he, oh, he, I'm trying to remember why he says that he would, he would do anything to repay her. Like, I don't remember what she says first. Maybe just for helping her out in the first place. Yeah, I think just like fixing his clothes and saving him. Yeah. I just remember because when, when she says, okay, show me the jewels, he says no again. <laughs> but that's, that scene goes on to basically like he explains, like, I'm a pirate. I, you know, all my friends are pirates. I'm going to go meet them. And Margaret's like, well, our, you know, the, the leader of our island is also a pirate. She has a boat. She's coming back, you know, like right about now pretty soon. And uh, she starts to talk about the snake princess, the empress of the sea, the hottest pirate to ever sail, Boa Hancock. And we, we cut away to see. I, I think she shows up in this episode, like at the very end. Like, like maybe we just like, like a see like a quick thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think her actual introductions in the next one. Yeah, she's 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 pulling up in her big boat. We'll we'll see more of that in the next in this next episode, four ten, uh, which is titled "Everyone's Drunk on Love," Pirate Empress Hancock. So Luffy is like, "All right, I'm getting off this island. I'm gonna ask to to borrow that boat." Um, well, actually, I think first he tries to build a raft, and then he 
it fails and he drowns and Margaret saves him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, all right, well, I'm going to ask that pirate person, that important person for a boat or to, to take me or something. He gets uh, Margaret to take all the, the cool stuff off of his vest. So now he's back to just the, the plain teal. And Margaret's like, I don't know why you want it to be worse, but I'll do it <laughs> for you. If it makes you happy. I agree. I wish he just kept wearing that. <laughs> it would be nice. He uh he is still wearing that bracelet too. Like Yeah, sure is. Multiple times he has changed outfits, but he keeps that bracelet on. He just thinks it's neat. It is neat. Uh he likes jewelry. And uh I just wrote down that this opening is still really fucking good in my notes <laughs> <laughs> for this episode. But yeah, so the the vest is worst. He's off to save his friends. And he learns uh when talking to Margaret about the ship that they're in the calm belt. So that sucks at the gate. It does. Yep. It'll be hard getting out of there. And I, I don't remember what makes Margaret turn where she starts attacking him again. Like, she thinks of something. Oh, she says, she's worried she'll get attached to Luffy. So she starts yeah. shooting at him. And uh, one of the arrows, like, goes through a rock. And he's like, hey, what the fuck are these arrows made of? They're <laughs> so strong. And Margaret's like, well, I put hockey in them, dumbass, of course. And he's like, what the fuck is <laughs> that? Hockey was canceled, like, last month. <laughs> yeah, we're going to start hearing the term hockey a lot now, going forward. Yep. For, for a little bit, anyway. And uh, we cut away from that to see see some Marines hanging out. They're legally mandated distance Amazon Lily. It's as close as they can get, uh, because men are not allowed. Yeah. They are waiting for, for Boa Hancock, leader of the Kuja Pirates, to come home. And so they can order them or, or order Boa Hancock specifically to do her job as a warlord. All of them are gathering t- for a reason. I don't think we know the reason yet. Do oh, we? We do. Do they? Yeah. Do they? Does does Mamanga say it in this scene? Yeah, because they're getting all the warlords together. So uh, uh, he says oh, yeah, they do. everything that's going on. Uh, yeah. So they're gathering all the warlords because they have picked the time and place and publicize the time and place uh, of the execution of Fire Fist Ace, which we heard about weirdly in passing in Saba Odi. Yep. For some reason, I had it in my head that the reveal, that the, that the viewer finds out when Luffy finds out, which is not the case. So they are trying to, you know, they're prepared for Whitebeard to do some shit, so they're getting all of the, uh, all of the admirals and all of the warlords there, and that includes Boa Hancock, who, uh, I mean, spoilers, doesn't want to fucking do it. No, I, I like, I like her whole side of this interaction. The, the vice admiral is like, hey, you got to do your job or else you don't get to have the title. And she's like, no, how about I don't do it? And I still get to be a warlord. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, I like, they, they, they establish like how, how she is really quickly. She like, she comes out of her boat, there is a kitten in her path, and she kicks it to remove it from her path, and the owner of the kitten apologizes. And, yeah. I don't and then th- they still all have heart eyes for her. Yeah, because she can get away with anything, and we'll learn why here soon. Uh, when she when she talks to uh this this the leader of this marine boat will find it as a vice admiral, which I believe is GURPS level. <laughs> Mamanga. She's just a guy with a mustache. Uh he looks like a stepdad. <laughs> He looks like a stepdad who is a cop. Holy shit. I don't know if he is, 
but he's a vice admiral of the Marines. You know, he's talking to, to to Hancock about this as she comes out. She's, you know, if you haven't watched the show, you can Google a picture of her, picture of her long black hair. Um, she's got a snake with her at all the times that matches her outfit. She's like the epitome of One Piece women. Yeah, absolutely. Like. <laughs> a- absolute <laughs> like. peak of it. And weirdly, I it, it kind of works for me. I think because it's so leaned into the bit, where it's just like, this is a character who wants, like, their goal is to be the most attractive woman of all time. And yeah. I think she's succeeding. Yeah. At least in universe. Yeah. And ev- everyone has hard eyes for her, regardless of gender. Yeah. That's that's a good. That's what I think makes her character good. Is it's not just like she has control over sad, horny men. She just, it works on everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see that later. But at yeah, everyone is is drawn to her no matter what. <laughs> yeah. So basically, the downside of her being not a warlord anymore is uh, the government will basically say, "Hey, now Amazon Lily's just any other island filled with pirates. I guess we'll fuck it up." And they don't want that to happen. That would be bad. Yeah. So this conversation ends with. Mamunga saying that she has three days to 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 comply, but first, uh, she she gives her answer in the form of showing off her devil fruit power, <laughs> and she says, uh, before that or after that, she says that uh, she, no matter what she does, she will be forgiven for anything, and she says why, because she is beautiful, and I like the the nice detail that even though he is a vice admiral. He has to like stab his hand to keep himself safe. Yes, her her allure. Like he, I I imagine like someone like Aokiji probably wouldn't need to do that. But this guy is still really high ranking, and he he has to do like he has to harm himself to not like succumb to her power. Yeah, which her power is super vague. But basically, it it I mean it's pretty obvious what references it's pulling from. There's a lot of Medusa imagery throughout this arc yeah. and, and references, but. Her power, uh, essentially, she shoots a beam, and if it touches the person who is, she says in the dub, like, thinking impure thoughts about her. That's what the subtitle said, too. Which, yeah, I, I don't know what that includes, because... I feel like that's just... That's, attractiveness, I think. I feel like it's just a better way to say anyone who's horny. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> well, it seems, because that's the thing, I don't even, like... You know, there are some other characters she uses it on. I think it's more just like people who are like attracted, just like that. Wh- who like? Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think One Piece is ever going to break down to like. Ah, it works if the recipient is putting off a certain hormone or anything. But like, it just seemed to be like baseline attracted to to Boa Hancock. And yes, you're right. When she uses it on the Marines, uh, what happens is if you if you are thinking those thoughts or attracted to her or whatever it is, when the beam hits you, you are turned to stone. And she turns all these Marines to stone, except for Mamanga, and we realize that he dodged it by distracting himself by stabbing his hand. <laughs> it's fucked up! Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they basically she's like, oh, you're, you're smart enough to do that. And he's like, you got three days, or else you lose uh, all your privileges. And she's like, fuck you. And she leaves. <laughs> So how's that? How's that introduction to Hancock? Good, great. I I wasn't sure what was gonna happen when when the kitten was walking by, but I did not think she was going to kick it. And then she did. 
I thought it was going to be, I, I still thought it was going to be something negative, like she was going to get mad at, like, saying someone like, because I, I com- quickly understood that her thing is she wants, she's the most beautiful, that's what she wants to be. Like, she'd get, she'd get mad that there's a cute kitten trying to take away her attention mm-hmm. or something like that. But I did not think she just punted. it. And I also like the the woman who grabs it and apologizes. She's, like, holding the cat bag, and the cat's just trying to fucking fight. Yeah. <laughs> that's really funny. There's, there's something to be said about artistic style and, and, and direction of narrative in that one piece, we have a lady kick a cat, and it's, like, a joke. And then, like, JoJo Part 1, a dog gets kicked, and it's the most devastating thing to happen in that show up to that point. <laughs> that's just, like... A- couple pages in <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it gets worse from there yeah uh that's a thing that it's wild about boa hancock but yeah so she's refusing to do that luffy is is running away from people he's like he keeps referencing like he keep being like oh i can't do this because i don't have my crew member i can't do this because i don't have a crew member he's like i can't steal a boat because without nami i wouldn't know where the fuck i'm going and he's like i wish frankie was here to just build me one like shit like that uh, when he's hungry, he asks for Sanji reflexively. I doubt there's any reason for him to talk about Usopp. Uh... <laughs> I do, I do like that that he he's. It's they don't really like make strong reference to it as he's like collecting crew members, but him doing this is him like the people he recruits into his crew are people who make up for his own shortcomings. Like yes, he can't he can't cure people. He doesn't know how to fucking read. <laughs> he he can't he can't pilot a boat he can't cook like his cooking is i i he just holds the meat over the fire until it goes mm-hmm. brown and then eats it yeah he which has certainly led to many a sickness uh yeah. but he yeah yeah it's not that he's like trying to find people to fill his shortcomings it's just that like it happens that way and he knows what he he knows what his peers are good at and knows to let yeah. them shine in that rather than he's he's not trying to be good at everything he's trying to be good yeah, at what he's good at absolutely but yeah so hancock you know leaves the marines waving at their you know legally mandated distance away from amazon Italy because men are not allowed and she goes back to um she goes back to the island which i think is the next episode uh where the kuja pirates basically just are loved by everyone for like 10 minutes. Uh, Welcome back, Snake Princess, is a thing that you'll hear a lot in this episode. We kind of see her dynamic with the the village, how everyone fucking loves her, how the like the pirates are like appreciated. And they kind of know, yeah. like because they're pirates and they go out, they know a little bit more than the people who have only been at Amazon Lily. And we get acquainted a little bit more with Boa Hancock, and how she thinks she's better than literally everyone around her, which I don't know, maybe she is. And uh, <laughs> and and her, uh, she has two sisters that are her, I think, equally second in command. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't think there's a third. I think it's just two second in command people. I think so. But her sisters are named. What are they named? Uh, Marigold and Sandersonia. Yeah. Sometimes in the subtitles, we just abbreviated to Sonia. So and I think I think Mary and Sonia are the two shortenings. Yeah. But yeah, uh Mary is a little bit of a bigger woman and Sonia has a giant head. Yeah. And we'll we'll get there, but I do like how 
even as a kid, she's had a big old fucking head. Yeah, she's always had like, just... She looks like an Ed and Nettie character. It's fucking she, weird. <laughs> the The dub voice for Marigold sounds like Carrie Fisher having a bad day. Oh, no. But it, when it works is the thing. I like... All these pirates, like this is, uh, this is one I started to think about. Like they definitely all have distinct designs. Mm-hmm. Like especially, uh, the Kuja pirates. All their different like designs are really good. Some of them almost feel like, um, <laughs> specifically the one with like the the puffy red hair. Oh, I love her. They all look like if you took tiny faces from the background of a show and just put <laughs> them more into frame. <laughs> Oh, yeah, especially her, because she always has this weird cartoonish smile on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I love, I, I just I just love how, like, her contribution to any scene she's in is to make a joke and laugh obnoxiously. Yeah. <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorite archetypes. Um, when she's first introduced, she does that, and someone's like, your laugh isn't very ladylike. Um, and I, <laughs> I expected that to come after every laugh she had, which isn't, isn't the case. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, we get to we get to meet a couple of those uh characters. I think we we check in like once with Luffy still running away. <laughs> Cuz they they want to f- they want to capture Luffy before Hancock can find out that he's there. Yeah. Because I think they don't even want him to be executed. They're just trying to capture him and get rid of him for his own good too. Well, like, that's the thing that make things worse. They're not like bloodthirsty. They, like like yeah. they, they've been told like men are awful. There's a reason we keep them away. And that's all valid and true. Uh, but Luffy's this weird case where like he's fine. He's not doing anything. bad. Yeah. yeah you're 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 we, the we leader. The leader of your island isn't like a powered, hungry, people hating capitalist. So he's not going to do anything to your place. He might take some yeah. food without paying for it. <laughs> and maybe cause some property damage, but no, like, human violence, unless it's deserved. Anyways, he, yeah, he, he does get hit by an arrow, and he falls under the river, but his hat gets caught on a fish, so it's fine. He, he <laughs> We've got to nerf Luffy for a little bit. Yeah, he's, he's stuck on this fish for a little while. Yeah, they run around in the, in the village for a while until we get real comfortable with knowing who Hancock is. It's fine, and it, it makes sense, too, that they're, like, trying to get rid of him, so... Uh, it doesn't look like they failed when Hancock was gone. Yeah, and they don't want to upset upset her even. Correct. Uh, yeah, so they're doing that, and she Hancock is like getting home. She is she is confronted by Granny Neon, who is like, "Hey, what the fuck?" Granny Neon's like the only person who gives a shit. Yeah. About what's going on, she is she is truly the the Bernie Sanders of Amazon Lily's Democratic yep. Committee. Uh, she's like, hey, if you don't do what the military wants you to do, we're all going to die. <laughs> like, we will, our government will go to shit. Our island will be ravaged by Marines because we are publicly pirates. And everyone in the world knows about it because you're a goddamn warlord. And not only that, but we're women. Also that. That's, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, there's no way we will be able to keep men away without the power that you have as a warlord specifically. Uh, but Hancock hates the government. Yeah. Woke queen. Justified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and further justified we'll learn in a little bit. But yeah, so she's she throws Granny Neon out a fucking window and says, Ugh, gross, I had to touch her, draw my bath. Uh so they do. And wouldn't you know, bath time is a whole island event. 
at Amazon, Lily. <laughs> I couldn't remember where this was going because at first it seems like a weird joke setup. That like she's honestly, like, <laughs> I thought it was going to be like because they've they've established that everyone, regardless of gender, wants is it thinks that she she is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was going to be like a goofy thing where like the women of the village want to sneak peek at her, so they have to like block everything off to keep them from doing it. Yeah, I and, wasn't like, sure what out of the bath. I I, I could not remember what the whole deal was because basically she's like all right i need to tell the entire island that it's bath time yeah they put up like barriers of cloth around the castle and everyone's kicked out of the castle and her sisters are on on guard for her to have a fucking bath and i'm just like where is this going exactly because there's a lot of bad places it could go and it's actually very sad uh her her reason for not trusting anyone to be within like a mile distance uh while she's taking a bath and um i don't remember exactly when they tell us oh uh, oh uh one of like the a little girl that's who's it. like yeah. she's she's running around and she doesn't really get what's going on and one of her um the one that has a slightly like big head but not as big as sonia says like it's telling her, it's like you don't you don't know why we do this. It's like, well, I think you're old enough now, so we can tell you. And tells them about how they defeated a gorgon, and they also have like the eye of a gorgon on their backs. So if anyone sees it, they will turn to stone. So they do yeah. it for everyone's own good. Yeah. So once upon a time, they killed a big monster, and now no one can look at their backs, or else. Yeah, so it's like a protection for for everyone. We'll learn how much of that's true, because uh, the they basically insinuate that like that's why the three sisters have powers, is the the slaying of the gorgon. Yeah, obviously we as viewers of the show for four hundred episodes know that she has a devil fruit. Um, yeah, <laughs> but these you know these people have been sheltered. They don't know what devil fruits are. Um, I mean probably some of the Kuja pirates do, but. Yeah, uh, I, I'm kind of curious about how they feel about that specifically. Like, like they probably know it's double fruit, but they still like respect the thing. Maybe they've been around long enough to just know the truth. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Because if if she's a warlord, there's no way they ha- with how often we've seen Luffy come across people with devil fruits. There's no way they haven't. As, yeah, like, a pirate crew. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too with like warlords. Like, what are your goals in pirating? Because it seems like at that point you just are protected. You're not. I. I, I yes. It doesn't so seem like they are like. Tr- like trying to be pirate king or advance their power status so much as like they're like doing pirate activities for the sake of keeping their island like satiated there's one talking about like when uh neon brought up why they need her to stay a warlord i was thinking about that and someone like mihawk i definitely think it's he just likes to fight and i'm pretty sure mihawk's a grandpa and what i mean by that (laughs) is he just wants to sleep forever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which he's either fighting or sleeping. I he is just yeah. what if Zoro was goth? <laughs> yeah, because I feel like he he uses it as, he uses that as as a thing to like he gets to test his abilities basically mm-hmm. on up and coming pirates. He gets to almost be a gatekeeper in a way if he wants to. Um, That's certainly our like, introduction to him. Someone like Hancock, obviously she likes the title and the benefits that it brings, mm-hmm. while also like being able to help her uh, help the island because they're so secluded and they're in the calm belt, so 
how the fuck else are they going to get like outside food and stuff like that? Yeah, um, they mentioned it earlier. Her her boat is pulled by two giant like sea snakes. That's how yeah. she gets around. We already know that the Marines have technology to get around uh, the comm belt. Yeah, someone like Kuma, maybe he just likes justice. As as I could tell from the little bit of scene of Del Flamingo, he probably likes it so he can just do like secret like lower grade evil shit like it's, crocodile i mean was yeah probably doing we we, we <laughs> saw him uh disown a human auctioning house because he has uh, a better money maker i would say he's like what if crocodile was a hundred times worse <laughs> <laughs> what if crocodile had a little bit more grounded dreams but was also eviler yeah yeah that's a, that's a fair assumption to have of, of doflamingo i feel like blackbeard probably He's just going to use it to, like, try to become Pirate King. Like, his is the most clear of, like, I'm just going to use it to further being a pirate. <laughs> Black Blackbeard is the, the grossest opportunist, I think, we've witnessed. Um, I'm Moria, I don't fucking know. Moria doesn't even really seem to have goals except to be strong and have a strong crew. I think maybe he likes it because it, it designates power, and he seems to be someone who values the ideal idea of power more so than like. I think he referenced being, being pirate king when they were fighting Luffy, but I don't fucking. It's 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 not really congruent with what he's doing in the day to day, unless he's just like I'm gonna yeah. sit here and make my weird uh, macabre army, and eventually I'll be able to go and become pirate king. But right now I'm just chilling. Yeah. And uh, I I don't know enough about Jinbei besides that he exists. So yeah, we'll talk about him at the by the end of this episode. <laughs> we are the hosts of Got It Memorized, what used to be a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast. We did the impossible and finished recapping all of Kingdom Hearts, the whole thing. Now, fueled by our own hubris, we've endeavored to recap other things. We've covered The World Ends With You, and now we've moved on to Final Fantasy X. After that, we'll do more tasks that humanity previously thought impossible, like creating cold fusion, accessing the Akashic Records, and folding a piece of notebook paper in half more than seven times. Find Got It Memorized on the Orange Groves Podcast Network, on your favorite podcast app, or do what we did, and approach a pulsing dark monolith in the middle of your city, promising otherworldly powers in exchange for audio catalogs of JRPG franchises by whispering the secret words of power, Got It Memorized. Blitzball! So, Luffy uh, gets away eventually from the women chasing him uh he gets up on top of uh, he he climbs up he climbs up he runs up the big rock wall that we saw before because he's being bitten by snakes it's a it's a great (laughs) buster keaton routine that he's doing but he uh he gets up there the snakes fall off and he's like okay like on the other side of the wall is the village like it's it's got the big rock wall around it and he's like okay i need to talk to somebody important to get me a boat uh important people are in tall buildings so i'm just gonna <laughs> yeah. i'm just gonna go to the tallest building and he does and he falls through the roof of it and wouldn't you know it he falls into hancock's bath i i like when he lands in the water he's like oh fuck i'm gonna drown i'm dead i'm gonna die and then he just like stops and realizes it's not deep <laughs> yeah yeah there is a there is a there is a good moment dedicated to him thinking he's going to drown and he's like oh wait a minute and, like just zooms out and he's just in a bath uh and uh i mean i i 
I think they look at each other for a second. Yeah. yeah. And then the episode ends, uh, and then 412 starts. Uh, the viewer doesn't see what's on the back. No. On, on, on her back. Although we do hear Luffy say that it looks familiar. Yeah, and then he turns to stone, and it's really weird. And then it's just about Hancock. Yeah, the show's all about her now. <laughs> N- no, actually. Uh, wait a minute, I'm checking my notes. She tries to turn Luffy to stone, and it doesn't work. I, I love it. I knew it as soon as she used her power, I sent you the message like, oh, yep. fuck, it's not gonna work on Luffy. It's not gonna... But- it's funny because uh, the text said Hancock's power won't work on Luffy because he is Ace, and I had to remember that Ace is more than a character in this show for a second, but... <laughs> as soon as I sent that, I was like, oh, yeah, that could be confusing. Yeah, but yeah, Luffy, Luffy is a... Uh, canon asexual this this confirms it if anything yeah i i mean i mean there is there's i'm there is still a large subsection of people who think luffy's gay uh i just don't think he's ever like that's just not the way he processes love in my reading of the show absolutely uh because he certainly loves and cares about his crew and his friends and his Mm -hmm. his his family uh but and i i like when she she does the beam and then he's like, oh, fuck, it's a slowdown beam. I gotta yeah, run. He thinks it's like Foxy. And there's a second where he like, I thought he was going to start moving in slow motion. Just <laughs> that would be really good. Because I think he like yells slowly for a second in a, in the dub. But now he's like, oh, I guess it's fine. <laughs> and then Hancock's really fucking confused because this is surely the only time I have to assume that I, I you, you just like, you, you assume before maybe. Maybe Okiji would be immune to it because he's strong. Maybe not. I'm just like, they they do seem to make it, like, they set it up to seem like this is the only time someone has truly yeah. been immune to her power. Yeah, like, there's people I could I can figure would probably be immune to it if she tried to use it on them, but, uh, like, I don't think she could use it on, like, Whitebeard or Blackbeard, but... <laughs> I think maybe like, Blackbeard. I'm, cu- I'm kind of curious about that. I think he would... The thing is, I don't think it would work on blackbeard because he would just use his power mm. whitebeard maybe not maybe he or he might just be able to outthink it the same way that momonga did mm. i am curious about going down the list of every character in one piece and seeing whether or not they would be susceptible to boa hancock's powers i think sanji would just die <laughs> like i i think he would turned to stone and then immediately like the stone would shatter into a million pieces go to patreon.com so we are watching op to hear hear our six hour discussion on this honestly like fucking <laughs> broke who would win goku or superman uh incredibly woke uh, who could resist hancock's power um i honestly not we're, i we're gonna be uh, absolutely not we are going to run out of commentaries to do soon. So I do think at some point we will pivot to like goofier discussion bonus <laughs> stuff like non-canon, non or like, like not non-canon discussions, but more like not a, not plot relevant stuff. So like, that would be a good example. I think of just like talking for a long yeah. time about characters who would or would not work up against Boa Hancock, despite the fact that it's never going to fucking happen in the show. No, <laughs> the, the the definitive ranking of who would fare least or worst against her sanji is at the bottom probably with like don krieg what's, inter- what's interesting too that like is like 
as we'll see here soon, all the women of Amazon Elite also find her to be the most beautiful woman to exist. So, like, I don't even yeah. know if it's exclusively, like, sexuality-based. That's true, yeah. So, like, maybe they're, like, I don't know. I've, I've certainly found people attractive who I'm not, like, attracted to. So, like, I wonder where that falls in. I don't yeah. know. This is all going to be have to be Patreon content because um, we just don't have the time. <laughs> what fucking episode is this? Four twelve. Four twelve. Uh, yeah. So he he sees their back, which Boa Hancock uh, says, "All right, guess you have to die now. No one can see it. Everything's been compromised," and is distraught when he doesn't turn to stone. So yeah, he I guess he he just starts running away, right? Yeah, he's like, "Well, I got to get out of here now." <laughs> It's like, well, I gotta leave. I need to find someone to give me a boat. Gotta go. Yeah. I gotta go find the most important person on this island. Bye, Hancock. <laughs> As far as he's aware, he just he just fell in on some random woman bathing. Yeah, who has a slow, slow beam that doesn't really work on him. So he runs. Uh, so at that point, Hancock's like telling everyone to catch him. Obviously, we know Luffy's intentions and how him getting here is extremely not within his control. But more and more, it becomes like the lens in which other people see him show up is exclusively bad. <laughs> Hancock's just like, all right, I'm home. Gonna take a nice bath. And then a man falls through her fucking ceiling in her fucking woman utopia. You hate to see it. Anyways, um, yeah, so he runs. She shows off another part of her power, uh, a pistol kiss, a kiss pistol, a kistle. <laughs> what base like she like kisses her finger or something and like a heart appears on it and then she shoots that heart at luffy and it hurts him i don't know i really don't know how to describe that shit yeah uh that's just what happens it's <laughs> i don't know it's uh something yeah her power is weird fucking her and law showing up back to back and i'm just like fine don't explain it i don't care <laughs> what if uh what if the powers are like uh it's like a Lovecraft story, like just the horror of hearing the explanation, will cause cause someone to to lose their mind. That is certainly how I feel about <laughs> Law's powers. <laughs> Even though they do explain it, and I understand it, it's just like I could never relay that information to anyone else because I feel like without the visual component, it's fucking bullshit. Like, is it much like King Crimson? I don't understand King Crimson, so I'm not sure. <laughs> and, and, and I'll be fair. I've never tried to understand King Crimson. I think it's funny to to talk about it, but I've never actually read or watched part five, so I'm not even going to pretend. Like, I, I think, like, I think it involves time. Yeah. It, honestly, I think it, I think it's, it's just part of the joke that it's complicated, because I think it's actually pretty simple. It's just, it, it's in such a way that doesn't make sense that, like... Is it the kind of, yeah. is, is, it, is, it, is it similar to Law, where, like, trying to do it with no visuals is just hard? Yeah, you do need a visual, because if you have a visual representation of someone explaining it, it makes complete sense. Okay. The the easiest way I could think to explain it is, like, uh, you have a film reel, and you cut part of the film reel, so the action still happened, you just don't see the action, and that part's gone. So, like, you shoot the gun, but the part of the bullet releasing is gone, so, like, you still shot the gun, but the bullet didn't, like, fly through the air. I kind of get it. From that explanation. <laughs> I feel like the, that's the simplest way I can think to explain it. Is it treats time like a film reel, even though they don't explain it like this. This is how I see it. Uh-huh. That's fascinating. Um, <laughs> one day I'll watch part five. Maybe one day soon. 
uh, for all I know. I've been watching a lot of things lately. Uh, no real reason, you know, just watching a lot of things. Uh, staying home. Anyways, uh, what is, oh, I my, I looked down at my note and it says Luffy versus Big Cat, which I thought I read as Big the Cat. <laughs> oh, fuck. That, that comes later, and also it's not Big the Cat, unfortunately. Uh, so... <laughs> Luffy's running around. We see a shot, uh, like he's being chased by these women. We see a shot of uh, Granny Neon, uh, just hanging out in a fucking cafe during all this. And she's reading the newspaper, and she sees Luffy run by, and she's like, "Wait a minute, that's Straw Hat Luffy. He's a big deal. He's he, worth three hundred million berries. He just stole my my meat. Oh yeah, also that he does steal her food. Something that I." think is really interesting about this island is that they use a different form of currency it was like a quick line when they're explaining like the island has no men and they're like warrior strong women and stuff they use goal instead of berries yeah there yeah it's a very quick thing where they call their currency goal which i guess like they just have like an internal currency that isn't fed the federal yeah like that's a weird word to use in this case but like the the whole world seems world, to operate the, yeah. on berries so I wonder what the yeah. conversion rate is from if if there is one, if uh if if the world government acknowledges gold in any way, and that's like that's a nice little touch that they they made sure to do that instead of just being like yeah they use berries even though it's impossible for them to make contact with the rest of the world yeah most of the time well that's uh, I, that's the thing I I would be like Hancock just came back with a ton and then injected it into the economy. This is way too serious for a fucking conversation for this show, but I like, <laughs> I'm like, it could work, but there would be like a set amount of money in the entire economy based on whatever her net worth is as a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> so to just make up some new shit, <laughs> print your own gold. Honestly, that, that, that has, that has a, I feel like your wealth as a, a like famous pirate, Probably has more backing than whatever the real world uses, honestly. I mean, probably. <laughs> Anyways, let's change the topic to less of a bummer from the from the global economy. Money isn't real. Money is fucking fake. It's just a number in a computer. Uh, <laughs> anyways, Luffy gets caught eventually. I don't remember how. I just, my note says, old lady recognizes him. He gets caught. Yeah, they just kind of catch him. <laughs> Yeah, and then they, they take him to a big coliseum to be executed, uh, and then they do. He's dead. Goodbye. End of the show. Yep. He's tied up by some snakes that he cannot get uh, away from. Margaret, Margaret's, like, worried about him. Like, she's in the crowd. Everybody's in the fucking crowd. Uh, but Margaret's, like, she's gonna... I know he's not a bad man. Yeah, that's the thing. She's, like... I believe him that he didn't mean to invade or come here. I believe him when he says he doesn't know what Amazon Lily is. <laughs> Luffy has big himbo energy this arc. Sure does. Because it's not even like he picks up on... Like, like he continues to just reject understanding it. It's not like he picks up on these details and starts to pretend he knows what's going on. And, like, understand that he needs to hide away because he is a man in Amazon Lily. He just continues to bumble fucking through. Which is why I love Luffy. He's great. <laughs> um, it's that I find that more interesting than the other like comparison I just explained. Uh, so he explains this shit to uh to to Boa Hancock on on trial. It's like I was sent here by a big bear man. He he tapped me with his hand. I flew through the air for three days. Now I'm here. Uh, and your friends helped me, thinking I was a woman. And and I don't even know if he says that much. I don't think he understands that much. 
Uh, he was no. He was helped by some people, and now he and then he woke up in jail. Uh, now he's here. Uh, she's like full of shit. That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Why would I believe that? I noticed he specifically did not say Bartholomew Kuma. He probably doesn't know. That's yeah. That's that's part of it. Do you think if he said I was launched from Sabaori by Bartholomew Kuma, she'd be like, oh, okay. Maybe I feel like she. I feel like it would like it would cause her to like she'd get that like that shocked hesitate, look, yeah. And then she'd like snap back into I need to perform for my island. Like she'd she'd snap back into it because she needs to like uh put on a front for everyone. Yeah, it's like a it's like a, a video game where you get to choose your own thing. But like yeah, if you if you if you don't Neither, say Kuma, no matter what you get the same thing. Yeah, right? if you don't if you don't say Kuma's name, it goes where she doesn't miss a beat. And if you say Kuma's name, there is like a moment of recognition. But then yeah, exact it just cuts back to the original dialogue. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think she would care much. Um, it takes a lot of Luffy being Luffy to remotely dig into her her exterior for understandable yeah. <laughs> reasons. Yep. Uh, yeah. So they they put him. Up, up to to be executed, and she's like, "I don't believe you. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna make you fight a big cat." But first, before the cat comes up, Margaret goes down to try and defend him and explain that everything he said was true. Yeah. Th- then Sweet Pea and and Ethelandra uh, come down to back her up and say it wasn't just her; it was all of us. We all like, you know, three people are agreeing that that's really what happened. And uh, Anacott comes down and. So it's like, oh, well, if that's the case, I guess I should maybe forgive all of you, and maybe this can all be okay. And they're like, really? And she's like, yeah. And then she turns them all into stone. All, th- all three of the women, I should say. And that makes Luffy angry. It does. Uh, something with Hancock that I, I like that they first did when she first was talking with uh, Neon was her, like her like looking down her extreme looking down on someone pose where her head is all the way back oh, I to forgot where she's to obviously that. not even looking at them. <laughs> like, that's like, uh, like, I don't know if Oda was like, I want to have one character that poses like a Jojo character or something, but it's so, <laughs> I love, I, I forgot to mention earlier. I absolutely love Boa Hancock's pose, where she like points at someone and she looks down on them so far down her nose that her head is actually just pointed straight up. I I like it because it it feels like it's it's making fun of what it makes me think of is like that picture of Asuka from uh, Evangelion where it's just like pathetic and she has kind of like her nose turned up some, but it's like that taken to the extreme. Oh, I, I took me a second like, to, to figure out what you were talking about. I remember because that's from End of Eva, I think, and it's yeah, th- th- it's not that she's bending herself back; it's the camera angle in that case. Yeah, but yeah. This is like what if a what if Boa Hancock contorted whole, whole, her whole body into a giant letter C, so so much that she could do this. Yes. <laughs> Luffy, uh, yeah. Luffy is like, that's fucked up. Why would you do that just because they were being good people? Like, yeah, and like your people. Like, I, I'm an outsider. I get it. But like, they're your yeah. people who were honest and trying to protect someone, and you turned them into stone. And that's where and that's where Luffy turns is when he sees that she is being not nice to to people who she should be. Yeah. So at that point, he's like, "Hey, you know, they were only trying to protect me. If it's wrong for me to be here, then it's all on me. Return them to normal." 
and Hancock's like, fuck you, fight a big cat. So he does. He punches a big cat, and he beats it in one punch, which everyone is very shocked by, uh, including people who are like, he, he took it out in one punch without using any hockey. Yeah. So everyone here knows what hockey is. Yep. And we don't. <laughs> and Luffy doesn't. Luffy certainly fucking doesn't. I don't even think Luffy's heard it before. Has he? Well, d- today. He heard it. He heard it a minute ago yeah. from Margaret, and he probably immediately forgot. Yeah, he doesn't have Robin there to explain it to him because she read it in a book. I wonder, surely, I wonder if she does know. That's the thing he about probably has the, some kind of, kind of an idea. The thing about Robin being so fucking smart and knowing everything is that it's kind of like, why haven't you told us things that would be beneficial to know? Like, if you knew about hockey, you probably <laughs> should have told us a while ago. Yeah, things like that. But uh, it's it's it's. Usually, they never use the, oh, Robin knew, unless it's pretty small or passable or just, like, a cultural yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, it is nice that they use it just for, like, she's like, oh, on this island, they do this thing differently than the rest of the world. Yeah, I, I could imagine Robin being like, oh, I had heard that Amazon Lily had their own form of money, but I I wasn't quite sure, and now I'm here, and it's cool. Yeah. Anyways, at the end of uh, that episode, we go into 413, which is the Homestuck number. Oh, God. Uh, so he, <laughs> why did John Egbert show up in this? Fuck, it was just a weird cameo. I don't know. Uh, it's like it's like Panda Man, which actually oh. I forgot to mention. There's a panda woman in one of these episodes. I saw that on the wiki. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a tiny, tiny little detail that I, I like. Uh, so after beating the the cat immediately, he is has destroying to, its teeth. I always like that that little detail. It's a nice touch, and. Now he has to fight the two sisters, Boa Marigold, Boa Sandersonia, and uh, wouldn't you know it, they also have some devil fruits. And wouldn't you know it, they're snake related. (laughs) And wouldn't you know it, the snakes have titties. They sure do. The thing that I like, uh, I'm going to point it out now instead of towards the end of the fight. At the end of the fight, uh, Sonya, all of her clothes are gone. Mm-hmm. Those titties don't have nipples. There's no point for them to be wearing clothes when they turn into the snakes. But the snakes still have titties. There, well, there's a, there's a reason for these characters to be wearing clothes, even as snakes. Yeah. But yeah, the, yeah the, it, it's, it's very, it's like a, a PG version of, of Monster, like Monster Girls. Because like they are they are big snakes with titties, and like I mean other feminine features, and they're like they still have their faces and such. Uh, but they're big snakes, and they fight for a while. The the pit um, there's a like below the their fighting arena. There's a big pit with a bunch of spikes that comes up. Uh, Luffy yeah, and makes we know them Luffy weak. Isn't immune to spikes. No, he's uh, stabbing is one of his few weaknesses. <laughs> Mine too. He yeah. I really like that he's like, wait, 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 and then he moves the statues away. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and that's, I mean, it's a big deal, too. Um, that's like, the, the, like, despite all of this, he is, he, he still cares about them at every turn of this fight. Like, he never forgets yeah. about them or stops caring and focuses on himself. Like, throughout the entire fight, he is, I think, more motivated by those three women being wronged than his own shit at this point. Yeah. Uh, which is, yeah, I mean, that's, that's very Luffy. I love Luffy. Great boy. Great guy. Me too. Uh, so he fights them. They're snakes. Yeah, um, he, he has a lot of trouble fighting them. I like, he, he mentions, like, 
I sure hope they'll get better, like when me and Robin were frozen. Oh yes, about the about uh, Margaret and Sweet Pea and the other one, who, yeah, Aphalandra, uh being uh, stone. Uh, yeah, so he's fighting the snake women. He's having a hard time, and I just remembered that it is actually worth talking about because uh, there's some interesting things happening with that fight. Uh, he's fighting Marigold, and I, I like that they each kind of show off a different thing, which is not really grappled with in this episode, but it's, um, cause I, I wonder if, I wonder if Oda, or not, yeah, I wonder if Oda just hadn't quite decided yet about how he was going to define hockey, but, uh, I will, I will simplify it for your sake of understanding to say that there's three types of it. Hmm. And I like that in this fight, we see Marigold show off one type, Sandersonia show off another type, and then Luffy accidentally used the third type. Oh. Which, that's the thing. I don't know if he had decided that they were separate things, or just hockey was this big pool, or what. Um, but I'll just, for your understanding's sake, that's not really, that's not a spoiler <laughs> for me to to give you a definition. But, so he's fighting Marigold, and, like, his attacks are just completely bouncing off of her. He is smart enough to immediately be like, this is just like that guy from Saba Odi. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just like, uh, what's fucking Sintamaru? He's not smart enough! To compare it to Garp punching him. <laughs> Which I remember. <laughs> yeah, she's able to punch him back, and the rubber, like, it completely negates his rubber powers. Like, it just hits him as if he weren't rubber. And when he's trying to fight uh, Sandersonia, she can kind of move out of the way. Like, she kind of knows what he's going to do before he does it. It's just, like, she can kind of sense, I don't know, the best, like, way to describe it that isn't just like she knows what's happening before it does because that's not really it is it's kind of like she can sense that like okay like from his body like she can kind of just tell where he's gonna go which is a little similar to gomu gomu no bow but i that just seems to be irrelevant (laughs) at this point yeah but yeah so she can do that after a little bit of fighting and, and showing those two different powers off he falls down and barely catches himself uh yeah it's all in the same episode too so he he gets like caught like he gets like grabbed by one of them and they kind of explain and and broads i think they talk about hockey like directly they 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 talk about how this power is hockey directly yeah they're like yeah you don't understand it you're weak you don't have it <laughs> and they're like hey what if we what if we tortured him more by destroying one of those stone women in front of him that pisses him off. Yeah, that's fucked up. So much so that he gets so worked up and he yells at everyone, that's enough. And there's this huge shockwave of energy that blasts out when he does it. It shocks everyone. And a lot of people just pass out from it. Yeah. I think we've seen something like that before. Hmm. Reminds me of uh, Rayleigh. Yeah, I think Rayleigh kind of did something like that. And similarly, the strong people didn't pass out, and the weaker people did. Yeah. Interesting. What did your subtitles call it? Because there is a woman in the audience who calls it something. Um, I don't remember what the dub said already, so I don't blame you if you forget. I'm, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure Hancock was like, he, ha- he has the conqueror's hockey like I do. And was like, I wonder who he is. He seems weird. Something, there's something about this rubber boy. Yeah. Everyone just seems to fucking keep saying, there's something about this guy. Yeah, I don't know what it is. 
Um, yeah, so she, so yeah, I think someone in the audience says it, and then Hancock later says, like, he's the only person I've seen to have it other than me. Um, obviously, we know, we, we can connect the dots to Rayleigh, but it's a very particularly strong type of hockey. Uh, and that's, yeah, I guess maybe Hancock also doesn't read the newspapers because she doesn't seem to recognize Straw Hat at all. That is a little odd. But uh, that I thought about, but I also can figure maybe she probably doesn't give a shit. Yeah, I completely believe that she doesn't give a shit. Uh, yeah, but she, she, that that like makes her like notice him, and she's like, "Oh yeah. shit, are we being played?" Like, because if he can do that, but he's like losing this fight and doesn't know where he is or what's going on, like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are like passing out in the audience as a result, and uh, they put down the statue of of Margaret because the the two sisters are like, "What is happening?" Like, it's, <laughs> like, if he can do that, we might be fucked here in a second. Yeah. And they pretty quickly ascertain in the next episode that he doesn't, he doesn't have control over it. Like, he has ridiculous potential, but he's not currently in control of it. Yeah. Which is interesting, I think, uh, to, to describe it. Um, and for them to immediately assert, like, understand that and be like, all right, well, let's go back to what we were doing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so now, you know, he moves Margaret out of the way again. And the fight continues, and uh, he's like, "All right, time to start being serious." And uh, I love, I love a, a line he has because when they stop, like after he uses that hockey power, he he's like, "Oh, I knew you guys weren't as bad as that. You weren't gonna smash Margaret like that." And he moves her out of the way again. Like he's just like he gives people the benefit of the doubt way too much. <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, but yeah, so then he starts. Uh, Using uh, second gear, and the 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 snake sisters start to use some more powers. I wrote I wrote down next to this episode just uh oh sisters. <laughs> it's very funny of me. Yeah, they uh they they do big old poisons. Yeah, I I love on the rewatch. I love seeing Luffy use like you know his his gear second powers and just like brute strength keeping up with the hockey of these two women yeah because like uh, like for me i have the context of like hockey a little bit more and you have like you know the base understanding that this episode has shown but it's like seeing him keep up with it without understanding what the fuck is going on is like so luffy like that that that's what i like about luffy is him just kind of like knowing what he does have and persevering through it which is you know how we get my some of my favorite fights of like him versus crocodile still goes up there just because it's weird battle logic and the yeah. reason i like second gear is because it's just like well i made a rubber what fucked up shit can i do to my body as a result <laughs> uh but yeah so that fight continues um yeah poison power and marigold sets herself on fire how do you how do you feel about these fights uh they're they're cool i like i like luffy using his ingenuity when he's fighting them it was a little bit earlier in the fight, but I like him, like, inflating, like, a balloon to blow away all the poison clouds that, like, mm-hmm. are fucking him up. Uh, I like him swinging his arms like he's Spider-Man. Yeah, there, cool. there, there is a bit of that, <laughs> because he's, like, he can't do anything in the poison, and he falls down, but, like, he's out of it long enough to be like, oh, I can, I can control myself again, and he, like, shoots his arm up to, to swing away from the, the spikes again. But, it, yeah, it's yeah. very, very Spider-Man. Um, yeah, and that's when he does that big balloon power, which is great because uh, there's still people in the audience like, men are weird. They can turn into balloons. <laughs> yeah. The the fight ends 
like pretty quick because it, it, yeah, I love that it, it doesn't end because he is actually stronger than them and yeah, brute force. It ends because he causes them to like crash into each other, and then uh, Sonia's like her clothes start burning, and he's like, "Oh shit!" There's that mark on her back, and like jumps on it because I don't think it's been explained to him exactly that they don't want. He, people to see it, but he caught on to the way they were reacting. They when when he met them in the bath, they said we would we would do we would die to protect this secret, or in this case, kill. And yeah. just from that, he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna protect that so no one sees it because that's that's like that's unrelated to our squabble. Like yeah, like it's uh, he he's very much about like the like you know it's not. This fight isn't worth that. I'm not gonna. That's that's not gonna be why I I win this fight is because of people seeing your back. He doesn't know what yeah. it is. He doesn't know the Gorgon Eye story. He doesn't know what the mark even is. He just knows how they feel about it from one tiny exchange, and that's Luffy, baby. Yeah, I I like I like too that it's like that's something that is going on throughout this fight too. It's like flipped around there when they're starting the fight. He's like, why are you bringing those? Those women into this, this is a duel. And they're like, you're the one who thinks that this is a duel. This is an execution. And then it mm-hmm. gets flipped around where he's like, no, you're trying to kill me. I am i don't want to kill anyone. Yeah, yeah. Luffy's understanding of a duel or a fight doesn't end with him killing anyone usually. Yeah. Uh, movie six is the only time I can think of anyone dying at Luffy's hands. <laughs> There's a lot of vagueness. Sometimes he'll yeah. gum gum bazooka people off, and there's a good chance they fall in the ocean. But <laughs> you know that's different. But but yeah, so he's like you know that's like that seems to be another level. I'm I'm you know it's just like his innate sense of knowing like that like he's fighting these people because they're fighting him and because they were mean to some other ladies, <laughs> not yeah. not because he wants them to lose or be humiliated or whatever the fuck would happen if uh, people saw that mark. Yeah. <laughs> And I and I love that too that uh, Sandra Sonia is so caught up in it where she's like, "What are you doing? Why are you mocking me in this way?" And everyone's like, "That's not, that's not what's going on. Your clothes burned off. He's saving you and all of us." And uh, <laughs> uh, that that's that's what gets through. Well, actually, that's not what gets through to Hancock. But that's what like starts to like that's what changes this this fight into not being a fight. Yeah, because they're like, "All right, get everyone out of the." The Coliseum, so Luffy stays there, and they they get her out. I mean, Granny Neon stays, because she fucking knows. Yeah. There is the, there's one more important exchange in the Coliseum. Hancock kind of has, like, I don't know if she intends it to be this way or not, but she has, like, one final test for Luffy, where basically she says, okay, you have to choose now. Either I will give you my boat to to go back to your friends, or I will turn... Uh, these three women back from stone. And she's like, this will show us his true nature and that all men are awful. And he's like, oh, thank God. Turn them back, please. And that's like, yeah. that's what like cuts through Hancock's uh, like shell where she's like, oh, fuck. He's actually just a good guy. I can't fucking Luffy, believe dude. this. I can't believe he would put other people before him. Uh, so yeah, she turns them. I, th- I think... I think we cut from, like, that to... Them leaving the arena, and then they it. have no clue what just happened. Yeah, Mar- yeah. Margaret does not remember what happened. She's like, I went to protect Luffy, and 
Next thing I know, he's like really excited that I'm okay. <laughs> and uh and the Coliseum was empty. And and now <laughs> and now I'm out here. What the fuck happened? Yeah, I think I think after that we see the tower. Yeah, it goes into the next episode. Yeah, there's uh there's some hinting when when Luffy covers their back. There's there's some hinting some some like flashes on the screen of what Hancock's thinking about during it. But in this next episode, 415 is when we get her actually explaining. Yeah. You sent me a Snapchat of, of how this starts. <laughs> it's I, I I love this because they're in the they're in in the room and Luffy this and guys are like, are we gonna eat food? I'm hungry. We're gonna eat, right? And they like open she she says something like you could open up the, you can come into the curtains, and he's like, oh, is there a lot of food in here? Oh, why are you naked? <laughs> or just, I knew that, I knew that some kind of exchange like that was going to happen, <laughs> but it's still really funny. Yeah, and it doesn't go particularly the way that, like, the joke kind of seems like it would be, um, because it's just like, I, I also just thought it's very Luffy, where he's like, oh, wait a minute, no, that's not food, you're naked. That's <laughs> yeah. not what I want. Why are you naked? Do you eat food naked? <laughs> the reason she has taken her top off is to uh, show her back and when what's on her back again. Is I think I think these episodes are very good at depicting how difficult it is for them to do it because even just Hancock doing it is like devastating Sandersonia. Yeah, and and well, I mean we're we're gonna learn what it is and and why it's such a traumatic experience for them. But when she she turns around and shows uh, a mark that we haven't actually seen before, um, but it's like it looks kind of like a a paw print. It's like a, it's a branding on her back. And yeah, well, before they revealed it, I was nervous. Like, oh fuck did did I forget about something? This doesn't look familiar. Did I forget something important? And Joe's gonna make fun of me? <laughs> no, I I don't think we've seen it before. I don't think so either. I, I, if, if, if I'm wrong, then we're both wrong. Cause, cause if they, if we would have seen it before, I feel like Luffy would have recognized it for the audience. I think we would have gotten the flashback or something. Yeah. We've gotten like Luffy in fucking Orange Town, like (laughs) seeing the symbol or something like that. Yeah. But I, I do like, um, how it is like, they do right away explain why Luffy kind of recognizes it. Yeah. But. It's, uh, the mark is basically like a circle, three triangles above it, one below it. It looks kind of like a paw print, and it is a brand for slaves of the, the world nobles. Um, so all yeah. three of these sisters have it because they were, and Luffy has a line where he's like, oh, maybe I haven't seen that before, but it kind of looked like a tattoo that my friend Hachi has. He's a fish man. Yeah, he's a fish man. And uh, we do get a, a flash of the sun tattoo on his head. Yes. Which, you know, the circle in the middle is similar, but it has like the the thing around it that makes it look like a sun. And she explains, she she explains that she was a slave for the world nobles in the, I don't remember, is it the, the name of the place um, that the Celestial Dragons are at? Uh, oh, I guess, it, I guess it is just Mary Schwab. Holy shit. So she explains that like, Back then, when she when she and her sisters were kids, they were uh, saved by a fish man named Fisher Tiger, who climbed the red line with his bare fucking hands 
and attacked Mary Joie and freed everyone. And she she makes a point to say, like, even though he absolutely hated humans, he saved every single slave, regardless of race. She uh, She's like, I, you know, I'll never be able to repay that man. And Fisher Tiger went on to start a pirate, like a crew, a pirate crew of fishmen who were freed slaves. And they came up with their own brand that, like, covered up the world noble symbol, um, which is fucking brilliant. By the way, that is, uh, and and it's the that sun pirate symbol, and it perfectly covers it up. And he's like, well, "Does that mean Hachi was a former slave?" And she's like, "Not necessarily, because more pirates joined, and they all got the tattoo, so it wouldn't be an immediate out." I like that they distinct. They make sure to say that. I th- I think it's an incredibly great detail to let us know, and also to like for that to be true of the sun pirates. That like they're like, yeah, it's not just that like. They only let, like, the, the it's not exclusively former slaves. It's like more people joined and they all got the tattoo. So it's not like, and it, it's not further othering, like, the people who already went through that. Yeah. It it gives us a little bit of detail into Arlong, because he was part of the Sun Pirates and he made uh, Nami get a tattoo on her arm of his own kind of, like, symbols. Yep. So, like, we we can see where he got that from. Like, when we see it then, we can see we we can just look at it as like, oh, he's like brand branding her being a shitty person and like basically letting her know that she's like his property or something like that in a way. And then we get this extra context like that. That's not even like his thing that he was doing. Like he got it from somewhere else. That was a much more noble means. And he was using it to be shitty. Yeah, it's yeah. He is like such a a perverse result of like the history of trauma that, that Fishman have. Like he, he's like, I don't know how, how old Arlong was. So I don't know how much of it was firsthand. Like, I think he grew up probably, uh, in the, in the back end of the, of the sun pirates reign. I don't, I spoilers will learn about it, but I don't remember. But, uh, because Hancock does explain that like the, the sun pirates like fractured off into other groups. Yeah. So like, I think like Arlong is, somewhere down the line of the the generational of of the sun pirates and uh because he he was like kind of under their their former captain but not really that's kind of like how he got away with the arlong park stuff um but anyways yeah he is like the the worst version of of that like you know humans were awful to 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 fishmen so now i'm going to do all of those same things back to human and nami just becomes this like punching bag for all of that pent-up trauma that that he has on him and we don't and and we're intentionally introduced to it with no context for it he just hates humans i think it lands because then we get like it as we're becoming more familiar with like oh fishmen are just people they're just the first ones we met were bad is like yeah kind of relate to nami's processing of it yeah anyways i can't believe that Fisher Tigers brought up this early. Oh fuck! <laughs> you know, I didn't. I didn't think it was just like a throwaway thing. I mean, you know that I've the Sun Pirates you, you, are a big deal. Yeah, you can. You can, uh, you can. You can either take this as like just me saying words, or if if I'm saying something, uh, contain it. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the name Fisher Tiger absolutely sounds like a masked masked wrestler. Um, 
I would not be surprised if he if it is in some way related to Tiger Mask, a famous uh, Japanese wrestler who there's been a couple of them. And that's what it makes me think of. And that also makes me think of the Gray Fox from Oblivion, how it's like a title passed down. Fisher Tiger sounds like that wasn't his fucking name. That was a title or that's like a title of Fishmen that is like passed down. It does sound that way. I won't confirm or deny just because I think that's more fun for you, but I agree with <laughs> I, I agree with you saying that it kind of sounds that way. <laughs> Anyways, because it doesn't sound like a name at all. <laughs> Even for One Piece, Fisher Tiger doesn't sound like a just a regular name. That's the that's the story of him, you know, freeing all the slaves from from Mary Joie and starting the Sun Pirates. And we know about the Sun Pirates already because of Hachi and kind of Arlong. So that's a a neat added detail of their symbol and their their origin story um and how it affected hancock as well and now yeah. and now hancock has relayed this information to luffy and i really like in this scene where luffy's like hey i can see this is traumatic for you you don't have to tell me i don't need to know yeah. like he, yeah. he he actively rejects people's traumatic backstories because he's like this is hard for you to process and i you know i don't need to know everything about you i already think you're a nice person we're already yeah. friends um, nice detail to see from Luffy and she continues because I think she needs to get it out. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I mean, like that's basically the whole episode is, is like her telling her that, uh, or telling Luffy that, and it kind of ends with her saying, after all of this, you probably think I'm repulsive or you can't like look at me the same way knowing I'm a slave. And he's like, the fuck are you talking about? You're the same goddamn person. <laughs> yeah. It's like, the only people I hate are the Celestial Dragon. Yeah. Because they suck shit. Yeah, it's like, no, I mean, like, I'm already on the same side of you. I punched a Celestial Dragon three days ago. He's a piece of shit. And he shot a yeah. former sun pirate. <laughs> Fishman. My friend, Hachi. And uh, Boa Hancock's still kind of, like, teary-eyed from all this. And she's like, you know what? I've decided I like you, Luffy. I, I, I like the way she, like, her backstory perfectly explains her entire personality uh she like especially because like we've seen the way that the slaves are treated like that mm -hmm. that one that luffy punched is like angry that this person he doesn't feed or give anything to is like struggling to carry him so like she feels horrible that she like people are going to look at her like that even though she's no longer slave and so inversely she has an she carries this like about herself as she's the most important most beautiful woman in the world it, it all it all makes sense <laughs> and they don't need to over explain anything like they give just enough and it's like it it, it makes complete sense yeah it's good i think I, and, that, and that's another thing too where i was like i want to have the full scope of boa hancock's like i didn't want to split amazon the lee into two episodes yeah even if, like, I don't think this one will run as long as our, our last Saba Odi episode, even. But <laughs> I just, I yeah, I think I think Amazon Lee is a great introduction of her because, like, very quickly, like, we don't spend too long with her being a, a huge piece of shit. Luffy doesn't really have beef with her for more than an episode. It's just like, I mean, we've been talking about it for two hours. It just kind of happens. One Piece used to have such great pacing. I tell you what. Anyways, we have two episodes left. Uh, mm -hmm. 416, 417. I sure wonder how this wacky adventure could wrap up 
Um, I'm sure Luffy will get right back to his friends soon. Uh, 416 is just... Luffy needs to catch up with the rest of the world and what's going on. Yes, Luffy has never read the newspaper. I think we just recently had a conversation about if Luffy's ever read the newspaper. Just, like, read in general? <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think cause I remember saying, like, ah, he probably, like, would check on his bounty. But, like, other than that, like, even that's like probably just like, hey, Nami, let me know if my bounty goes up <laughs> in the newspaper. I'm not going to read. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, there's going to be a lot of information to re- relate to him. Now, now, not soon, now. Um, but basically the setup is that, you know, uh, Hancock's, like, really nice to Luffy now. Complete, yeah. like, like, it doesn't, I don't really feel like face turn describes it, but, like, like, vast character shift, uh, in disposition. Yeah. Only to Luffy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and she's like, you said you needed to go somewhere. Where was it you needed to go? I'll get you there. And he's like, oh! Saba Odi Archipelago. I gotta go back and meet my friends, like, as soon as possible. And she's like, okay, I can get you out tomorrow morning. And he's like, hell yeah, tomorrow morning. And she, like, steps away, seeming like, I don't know, like, something's wrong after this. After after his excitement is expressed. And uh, she's like, my sisters will take you, which they're shocked at. And uh, he's like, I'm very hungry. Can I eat? And she's like, there's a big banquet being thrown to celebrate the Kuja Pirates' return. You can go there. Also, I'm not going. I'm tired. Good night. <laughs> so he goes off to this banquet, which no one who witnessed any of that shit is there. So it's just him and all the people who saw the ex, like all the people in the crowd from the execution. <laughs> yeah. So they're all like, why is he here? How did we jump to this point? What the fuck is going on? To the point. Where some of the Kuja pirates are like, this has to be a test. She wants us to kill him. Yeah, I, I love this whole sequence. Like, he's eating. It's like, why aren't you guys eating? Do you guys not eat very much here? And he's like, I'll eat your food if you're not going to eat it. And just like stretches out and like grabs everything and swallows it. I love this like, scene. Okay, we, we got we to got, we gotta get him now. And they like, <laughs> they charge at him with swords. And he's, he's like inflated, like. What the hell is wrong with you people? Why? What are you doing? And they're like, oh, no, he's caught us. You're supposed to sing when you have a big feast like this. <laughs> I love Luffy. My favorite television be- show. He begins poorly singing Binks Brew. Yeah, he's yeah, he's singing very awful. And eventually everyone just starts fucking laughing, uh, yeah. which is great. He actually genuinely lightens the mood of uh, he, he has a weirdly. Uh, what's the word? Like, like magnetic personalities. Like he brings up, like it's it's hard to hate Luffy unless you're a piece of shit. Is is that part of his hockey? Is he able to get everyone to like him because of it? There is a quote in this show. I don't remember where it comes up. Actually, I'm I'm I can guarantee you it comes up in the next year of this podcast that uh Luffy has maybe the most dangerous power in the world, the power to make anyone his ally, <laughs> and and that's like that's that's like Luffy's thing, like Luffy's positivity yeah. distilled i love that about luffy i love how if, if you're on the same side and you're not an asshole and you're not trying to actively ruin other people's lives you probably be friends with luffy for at least a little while yeah um so that's uh that that banquet is real fun um it kind of devolves into everyone wanting to stretch him because who knows when they'll get the touch of man again yeah i i i like 
<laughs> this because the like you you think the turn of in this like the man a single man in this society of women when it turns from them like not being scared of him or anything like that it's like they're in love with him and like stuff like that mm-hmm. but no this is oh men can stretch we want to play with the stretchy man we don't know when we'll see another man that comes by and as we can tell they all can stretch obviously yeah it's yeah it's not even like <laughs> luffy's fun let's let's stretch him it's who knows when we'll see a man again we have to stretch him <laughs> while we have access to a man <laughs> yes it's it's all through that specific lens which is just really funny to me <laughs> that goes on for a while and uh event it ends when he's kind of whisked away by margaret who I don't know. She seems to like him a good bit. I I like also when uh, I think it's one of the Kuja pirates is like charging people for to like yes it, it, stretch him that, that, and he's like you can't you can't do that without without my consent. That's fucked up. You just can't turn touching me into your business. <laughs> and yeah, that's when he runs away from all of them and and is whisked away. I don't remember what his last conversation with Margaret here is like. I remember thinking it's good. But uh oh she oh she takes him to uh Granny Neon's house. That's what happens. Yeah. It's pretty important. So yeah, he goes there and uh he has a big piece of meat that he stole. And uh Granny Neon's like, Well just make him some tea, I guess. And she's just sitting there re- he, reading the paper he, still. She does say he needs to keep eating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, Well, he's probably got enough food. It's like it's a huge I, piece I, of meat. I love how this starts off because she's like reading the paper and Luffy's like eating and they're just chatting and she's she's just like yeah because because Bo Bo Hancock is is a is a warlord and he's like warlord what's a, there's a warlord around here what's going on she's like yeah the <laughs> she, snake she's, princess she's a warlord snake princess she's a warlord and he's just like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> which is so good. He's o- he's only fought warlords up to this point. Yeah, I I I like that it has an impact on Luffy still, like mm-hmm. that title, especially because he seems like someone who would not like give a shit about most of that stuff. I mean, it, it's certainly a, a status symbol of like power because like he fought yeah. Crocodile, he fought Moria, he knows. I think he knows Mihawk as a warlord. Yeah, and he's just like shit. I bet like I I. I, I probably wouldn't have been so casual uh, if if yeah. I had known that before now. He would have taken it way more seriously. Maybe, or maybe it just would have been like a immediate like a negative disposition because he's because mm. he I don't think he knew that they could be nice until now. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Luffy's a uh, enigma, but yeah. So that conversation happens, and then like we hear that like Hancock seems kind of sick, and it's kind that's not really grappled with right now. Uh, it's like. I think it's just uh, the sisters who are dealing with it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so he's just hanging out with uh, with Granny Neon, and she's like, you ever just hung out with your grandma who's like reading the paper and they just start talking about it out loud for no reason? Absolutely. I, I have distinctly done that, actually. That's what happens with Luffy here. <laughs> um, but what if, what if your grandma was talking about things you were maybe too intimately related to? <laughs> What if, what what if that happened? And Luffy, uh, he catches up on some news that we've known for just a little while now, and and kind of is becoming more and more uh, 
a, a thing that we are worrying about. So now Luffy gets to worry about it too. Uh, he, oh, I, I think it starts with the warlord talk because yeah. Granny Neon's like, yeah, but she might lose that if she doesn't uh, gather up like the government's telling her to do. He's like, wait, what? He's like, do you read the paper at all? You like, can you read Luffy? And she explains that like uh, a really important member of the Whitebeard Pirates uh, is, is scheduled for execution at, at, a, at, at this place, Marineford. And all the, all the warlords have to be there and the admirals have to be there because there's a, you know, Whitebeard's definitely going to retaliate. He doesn't want that to happen. And Luffy's like, damn, fucked up. And that's the end of the conversation. And then Luffy goes back to meet with his friends and uh, yep. the show carries on. I, I, I like this setup a whole lot because uh, as she's like explaining it, we see Luffy like in shock and she's, he's like, Ace is my older brother. And, and Neon's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this kid? Yeah, I, I, I skipped over that very vital detail that the it's 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 a very high ranking officer named Firefist Ace, and Luffy's like, oh, what the fuck? And then he, <laughs> and then he's like, please stop reading that. Please stop reading that. Ace is my brother, and she's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the past twenty four hours, you have magically shown up in Amazon Lily, a, a, an island of only women in the Calm Belt. You're telling me that a warlord sent you here and you stood up to, to our Boa Hancock without knowing she was a warlord. You have Conqueror's hockey, but you can't control it. Your brother is Ace? <laughs> what the fuck? Why is your bounty Why is your bounty higher than 300 million, Luffy? Why don't you read the paper? I really like that uh, he's like, like, Telling him about the how long it'll take to get there or Sabaody, and it's basically the same amount of time. It's about a week to get to Sabaody, and it's a week to get to Ace. Yes, the execution is in six days, and it would take longer than that for him to get to Sabaody and then back to Marineford. They could use a a marine ship could get there faster, but with what they have now, it couldn't. And he, I I like the sequence because he's thinking about all of his friends. And he's like, hey, guys, I got to take, like, a detour real quick. Mm -hmm. And Matt, like, has, like, uh, the, like, over overexposed, like, of all the crew around him. And I, I like this because we're basically getting Luffy's arc now, to an extent. Yeah, we, we've had a lot of arcs where the focus is on the new Straw Hat. And like their emotional yep. arc and what they need to personally process and their backstory. Yes, and we haven't had that for Luffy. And I, th I, th I think it's important for Luffy that he does not have his friends with him for that. One hundred percent, I agree. And I'm saying that with the knowledge of what happens. <laughs> like, obviously, like Luffy not explaining a lot about his past is supposed to be kind of funny, just like when they're in Alabasta, and he's like. Oh yeah, that's my brother. And then they're like, "What the fuck? Luffy has a brother?" And then Garp shows up, and they're like, "That's my grandpa." They're like, "What the fuck? This vice admiral's your grandpa?" Like, it's supposed to be funny, but also, I know whatever stuff comes out, it's gonna be fucked up. Yeah, why doesn't Luffy talk about any of his past whatsoever? Besides Shanks, could it be Shanks is the only good thing to ever happen to him? Probably. He talks about his crew, and he talks about Shanks. 
I can't think of anything else that's ever happened to him good. <laughs> like, like before the show started seems to be all of his positive memories. Um, <laughs> or at least like, I, I would say when the manga started even, cause like the manga is like romance dawn and then hard skip to the day he meets Kobe. And yeah, honestly, if the show ends and Luffy's like, yep, those are all my good memories. Uh, I <laughs> would kind of believe it. Um, Although I think a lot of the backstories would be left out. And there's a lot of things on this show that Luffy's definitely forgotten about. So maybe I take it back. I take it all back. Anyways. He's he's definitely had average times, but also, uh, I mean, he doesn't want to talk about Grandpa throwing him into the jungle. No, that's, yeah, he actively rejected remembering his childhood. That's, I, that feels pretty important. <laughs> um, uh. And like when we first were told about it, it's funny that that the the vice the vice admiral Garp, this, this grandpa in the in the Marines, would ha, throw ga- his gave Luffy into a the particularly jungle. hard childhood. Yeah, and uh, we could assume all we could just grab all sorts of stuff from that. He's like, I'm gonna make sure you're not as fucked up as your dad, or like, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that's the thing. Garp is Garp is raising Luffy. Luffy does not know his dad at all. Doesn't know he existed. Did, like learned the same time everyone else that his dad is, you know, this. Uh, <laughs> he has one. That he has one, but let it, like, yeah. So yeah, Garp is Garp is colored uh, by, you know, Dragon's actions to through his raising of Luffy. He's like, well, I'm gonna make sure you're a Marine and not a fucking, you know, Antifa man. <laughs> uh and uh, not an anarchist just pure like yeah well uh, what F- revolutionary army that's the that's the actual name yeah. of them um yeah and wouldn't you know it he meets shanks and is like this is the coolest man i've ever met and the nicest person i've ever met mm. i gotta be like shanks he gave me his hat yeah. i'm gonna be a pirate he lost his arm for me and that's it that that's that's luffy's whole backstory that we know but yeah, we're getting like tiny hints that there might be more that we don't know. And yeah, it's usually played as comedy, but uh I think I think you have a a very astute observation that this is like Luffy's arc now. Yeah. And I'm gonna say it every time. It's next year the podcast could be real good. <laughs> uh anyways, what's left in these? Oh, he takes out the Viver. They they explain the sea current of between uh the Navy headquarters impel down and the and in your lobby i like the the short like visual thing where when they yes. say any lobby they give us a clear picture but when they talk about the rest of stuff it's all like silhouetted because we don't know yes and i have explained this before on the show just so you could more grapple with uh the gates of justice and i didn't really think it was a spoiler but they, this is where we get that information and it's uh visually explained where like yeah the gates of justice are between like each of these three places had a, has a gate of justice that on the other side is this weird sea current that shoots you to the next one. So if the gates are open, you go in. If they're not open, you keep going. Yep. So you can skip past Impel Down to go to the headquarters, or you can stop at Impel Down. And pirates avoid it because they'll get stuck in there. Absolutely. If you tried to go go through these paths, you'll just get stuck and be fucked. God, if only there was a way for Luffy to get to like to 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 stop all of this faster if only there was a marine ship he could he could get on (laughs) basically they kind of decide like just him and granny and own that like you know he if he's being held and impelled down you would have to go there first like there's no way you would survive marineford like i think she describes him as like a leaf getting lost in the wind in in the midst of uh 
the war that will definitely break out when Whitebeard tries to save him. So Luffy's only bet is to maybe, maybe he has a better chance at Impel Down, which is also closer. And, uh, oh, he looks at, uh, he looks at that Viva card too. Um, he looks at that Viva card, which was, he says 10 times as big when he was handed it. And it's like down to the last corner burning up. Yep. It's, yep. It's just a piece of paper, but the imagery fucking strong. It is. It's really good. I can't believe he got that so long ago. Yeah, that was like 300 episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> and a long time for us recording because we didn't used to be monthly. Yeah. But yeah, so the, he decides Ace. He decides he has to go to Impel Down and he has to ask Hancock to accept the, like, it's Granny Neon's idea too, which I think benefits her in the long run um yeah she's like if you can convince hancock to gather with the warlords she can maybe get you to impel down along the way maybe and but you're gonna have to ask her that might be difficult because she's sick right now she just like became super sick she might die yeah and uh that's our cliffhanger for the final episode 417 our final episode of, of today's podcast. Yeah. Uh, and Granny Granny Neon goes to check on Hancock, and oh, she immediately knows what's going on. <laughs> she's she's seen this before. She's seen this take another woman's life. Their previous leader of the Kuja to Pirates. All of their leaders. All of their leaders have fallen ill to the same fatal illness, and now it will be Hancock's turn if there isn't if they, if they don't handle it right now. Hat. How do you feel about this turn? Like, did you... This is good. Okay, good. Did you see it coming, like, like the setup in the last few episodes? Like, did you kind of wonder? I, I not, not to this extent, no. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, this is an extent that, like, is absurd. Yeah. And, and, like, uh, an extent I, that literally only works because Luffy is Luffy. And in, yeah, in any other show, this would I suck. That's why I really like it. That's why I really like it, because it's taking... Luffy's just that effect he has on people to the max. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great, <laughs> and also like 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 the, yeah, Luffy's weird magneticism of just like you can't not love him, and also his complete inability to process any romantic feelings. Yeah, either outward or inward. Like he doesn't. He's never. I I think it's impossible for him to notice that someone is into him. Yeah, I. I like it, uh, it's, they walk into the room and she's, like, in bed, she has, like, the flushed face, which, as we saw when Nami was sick, that's how she looked, so she could just have a sickness. They treat this like a very real sickness. And, uh, Neon exactly knows what's going on right away, but she's, like, fucking with her, (laughs) and she's just, like, saying words in, like, short, like, Sounds and see yeah, watching like, his Hancock just like react. She's like tomorrow morning, and she like winces, and she's like Luffy, and she's like no. <laughs> and then yeah, she she puts it together that she has fallen ill with love sickness, <laughs> a uh, something that can be fatal if if you are not able to be together with the other person that you have fallen for. Uh, as since Amazon Lily is an island of only women, they've all died from it. <laughs> Because you yeah. can't keep the men around. The, the secret the secret is that what Amazon Lily needs is a lesbian leader, but still. That's true. Neon says that she had it at one point, even. I don't 
understand what that means. I don't understand how she, like how that was solved. Um, although so, I mean, it seems you know, to work out for Hancock. You know. Okay, so she said that's why she left the village originally. Like they said, they've talked about her being an exiled empress and stuff, and that's why she left. She's old. I'm just gonna fucking assume she was in love with Gold Roger. God, that God. I'm just gonna. I've, I'm just gonna say God, it. Like, I've never considered that. That's so, so she's fucked older. up. Fuck you, Jory. She, she she left for a while, but she came back because she was cured, and she she had some kind of clo- that means she had some kind of closure. There was closure, and but she recognizes there's something wild about Luffy, and she's raised Hancock as and the other sisters as her own daughters. She so there's like a connection there. Hancock has an attraction to Luffy, who everyone says is just like Gold Roger. <laughs> I uh I I I know a little bit more that I I'm not gonna throw the monkey wrenches into that because it's not details that you know, but I mean it's a fucked up idea. <laughs> uh, also, like I don't know how old Gold Roger was when he died, but he wasn't that like that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, and Rayleigh is old. Rayleigh's and old. I, I, I would assume I, I think that Rayleigh is probably likely, the same age. It might be more likely that she was with Rayleigh, but that's not closure. Yeah. Because he's still arriving. He's like, the shocky, so never mind. What the fuck? It's probably assume, nothing, but, like, it's also one piece. No, this is just, like, me just assuming the fucking log pose they have is the same one Gold Roger has, because why not? Crocus was on that fucking crew. Yeah. Um. So, it's, well, fuck, it could be. There's, there's... There's a hundred monkey wrenches that I'm not throwing into your ideas, but um, if if pe- people listening know the monkey wrenches that are going through my head, anyways, let's talk about Ace. We know, we know, we know. It's another freaking piece of media about the Marmoset Chronicles. Before you stop us, we know that this series of movies has been talked about and deliberated on in analysis on characters, plot, cinematography, everything under the sun. And we know what you're thinking. Why do I want to listen to these two assholes talk about it? Well, we're going to try to come at it from a slightly different angle. We're talking about these movies and how they relate to us and the world in which we live in, a post-Marmoset Chronicles world, so to speak. And you can listen to us make our slow, laborious way through this eight-movie epic on your podcast catcher of choice every week until we make it through them all. Which will hopefully not take the 16 years it took the eight movies to come out. (laughs) Or maybe if it does, send help. We might have fallen down a time hole. So join us on The Marmoset Chronicles, a personal retrospective. Uh, Luffy needs to go get to Ace. Uh, Granny comes in and is like, Luffy has a request for you. And at this, uh, Boa Hancock just shoots out of bed. She's like, I will go see him. Like, her her demeanor is <laughs> right back to perfect. Yeah. And everyone's like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> so, Luffy, you know, they, they go out and ask. Like, Luffy's like, hey, my brother Ace is an impel down. He's going to be executed soon. I can go to him there if you accept the Marines' request to, to and, and stay a warlord and go to and go to the, the headquarters for, for that. And, you know, over... Uh, their sisters are over list- or overhearing this and listening in, and they like bust through the window and are like, "How dare you ask that of her after everything 
that you heard about her relationship with the world government like how how quickly you 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 made this about you and like what you can get out of it obviously like i think we have a little bit of a different read on the situation as a viewer because it's ace yeah hancock is like oh of course i'll do that for you anything for you luffy and everyone's like what the fuck what the fuck and uh that's when it's that's when it really hits hard for the for the viewer that uh Hancock has just fallen in love with Luffy. <laughs> yeah. And and I like that she it'll, just a little bit after she says like I don't even know why the fuck I just I just said yes, I don't know why. Yeah. Like what the fuck did I, I just agree to do this? I can't process why I agreed to do that, but I know that if Luffy asked me literally anything I would say yes and move heaven and earth to do it. And uh this is when and uh uh Granny Neon explains it to the sisters too that like uh this is this is the most powerful force on earth. Uh, and and love is truly a hurricane. That from the the people in the East Blue say that. I like that. It's a specific part of the world that that. Says I missed that. that detail. That's interesting though, because Sanji says it. Oh shit! <laughs> I think Sanji says it. Which he spent some time in East Blue, so that's probably where he picked it up. He's not from there, he, but. He, he... Um, he does because I was playing One Piece Pirate Warriors three, mm-hmm. and when you do the like group Kazuna attack with him and like an uh a lady character yeah. is is on your side, it changes from can I call you a crewmate, which is what it usually is with other Straw Hats, to love is a hurricane. Yeah. Um, also, that, <laughs> spoilers, that also is the same uh, effect when Luffy and Hancock are in the same team. Hell yeah, that's good. Good game. I am so stoked on Pirate Warriors 4, um, which, this this episode is our April episode, so... Uh, You'll have watched, uh, watched Joe play it while I talk. Yeah, well, it comes out, <laughs> I, I think it comes out near the end of the month. Uh, Tuesday. Is it that fucking soon? Oh, it's, uh, end of this month. I For some reason, I was thinking it was like end of April, but no, it's the end of March. Fuck. Fuck! It comes out Tuesday. Jesus Christ, that's so soon. Oh, wait, the 27th, it comes out Friday. Fat make, all right, yeah. By, by the time this episode's out, it's probably already happened once or something, if it happened at all. If not, I'll cut it out. <laughs> so we're nearly done um, with this. Uh, this is the last... Not, it's actually not the last big reveal, but... It's, 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 <sighs> yeah, they end a reveal like two seconds before the episode ends. That fucking sucks. Hancock's in love. She, she'll she do anything for Luffy. Luffy couldn't possibly read it. Like, why? Um, she's just, he's just so stoked that she is repaying him in this, in this big way. We, we kind of we, we cut ahead a little bit where they're like, I thought Luffy wasn't leaving until uh, tomorrow morning, but they're leaving tonight, and it's just him and Hancock going? Um, that's weird. But uh, they... You know, they're getting ready to go and they're getting on the, the Kuja pirate ship, which I have a model for. I still haven't built. Oh, that's, a, that's sick. I, I might I might do that soon. If I The thing about building models is I don't know where to put it where my cats wouldn't destroy it when I'm not building it. <laughs> like, I don't have, like, a safe space to, to, like, to, like, work on it. But um, one day I'll get around to building that fucking thing. I have, uh, I have, I have the Going Merry and uh, Thousand Sunny built. And that, I, I just have that in a box. I've had it for like two years now. Um, anyways, they're getting on the boat and they're going out to meet Momonga, who's at his legally mandated distance. And uh, you can kind of understand that, like, uh, there's a scene where she calls Momonga and says, I'll do it under one circumstance. That circumstance is, and we cut away. Um, and it seems like that circumstance is just going to impel down um, because yeah. it kind of seems like it might be like a thing that she's doing to sneak Luffy in, but that's not what it is um so they're they're gonna stop it and belt down for just like a minute or something it's not a thing that they normally let people remotely come near yeah that's like 
he he doesn't even seem to like question <laughs> too much they're just like yeah they'll let you stop there yeah it's i think at this point it's just like god anything to get hancock on board for this yeah. like that's a minor that's a minor compromise she seems to from what i i can understand she seems like she'd be higher up on uh, on the uh shishibukai tier list compared to like or crocodile i can already assume was like on the bottom and i mean luffy beat him. definitely above like moria I think Crocodile's not weak by any means. It just circumstances kind of worked out where Luffy could beat him. Um, Yeah. His power is extremely strong, but... He was also in a country where his power was even stronger. Yes. I I think he is still the bottom of the list, and now he's gone and replaced by someone who's definitely not the bottom of the list. I I would... I would... um, I'd be interested in, like, trying to map it out, but the thing is, they're all so different. Like, Hancock's high up there because 90 99% of people are susceptible to her power um but like yeah. the limits of it aren't really defined i she yeah. is very physically strong we just lord knows when we'll see it i do not know uh but yeah i that's that's an interesting idea of like comparing different shishibukai lineups i'm also sure it's been fucking done to death on reddit or something and that just bores me at like the idea of like people doing that online and not like assuming that hancock like the thing is like those people i don't think would put hancock on top and i definitely would <laughs> is the thing <laughs> anyways power ranking in one piece is weird because powers are so unique so she's sneaking luffy onto or the the, the, the marine boat and it's kind of vague how the, she's doing it because like i was thinking like is he like because she gets to bring her snake on the snake that goes with her i thought he was in the snake i thought he was in the snake and i've fucking seen this before and What's actually happening is he's just clinging to her fucking body and you can't see him because he wears that big coat. And God, I wish that were me. <laughs> and it's this would not work with literally any other shonen protagonist because Luffy has never had a romantic or sexual thought in his body. And he's cl- yeah. and he's clinging on to not only the most like attractive woman in the entire One Piece universe canonically, but also she's in love with him. That's I, that's what makes this really good is that like if you saw something like this it would be their like their affections or feelings would be like switched around like she'd be like oh fuck I hate I don't like this guy but it's the only way we can get through the situation or and then he the guy would be acting like Sanji <laughs> e- yeah either that or it would be like a weirdly mutual thing and they just wouldn't be able to admit it yet but like this yeah. dynamic of him just. It's not even that he hates women. He's not like like it's not like if Zora was the lead character, uh, where he's like <laughs> he's like the whatever male equivalent of Sundere is. It's just Luffy <laughs> does not process those feelings, which is one of the things that makes One Piece I think more interesting to me than most shonen. It's just like Luffy is such a unique lead character. Yeah, he punches everything, but just his personality is like just like it's it's shiny and golden. <laughs> what a perfect boy. And he he starts to like, there's something up here. Are you trying to pull something? She's she's like, no, I I sneeze like that. That was my stomach. Oh rumbling. oh yeah, his stomach growls and he's he makes some remark and she tries to respond, uh, in her very normal way where she was like having a stomach growling so below me. I'm the most impressive person in the world. And he's like, there's no one else here, Hancock, and it wasn't me. <laughs> And she's like, I need to, I need to not draw suspicion to myself. And then, yeah, Luffy sneezes and she's like, no, I just sneeze like that. And she like pretends to sneeze with a particularly deeper voice. 
Momonga acts like something's up, but then she turns everyone back into like normal from being stone, and he just kind of lets it lets it go. That's the end of that sequence. Um, it's also the end of uh, our interactions with Luffy this time. We'll we'll check mm-hmm. in with uh with him a little later. Um, but we we do have a little bit more of One Piece left. Uh, we check in on the Marine headquarters. Yeah, Sengoku is there. The the lead the 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 highest guy up in the in the navy is there. Oh, she looked like he was stronger. He just looks like a dude. Yeah, he's just a dude he's with a weird hat. Probably has some like fucked up. He probably has some fucked up power, but yeah, who could say? Um, it's. I think I I wonder if it's born of his design being revealed so early in the show because he doesn't look that like could be it too. Like even before Elkiji like reveals any powers, he he has like a tall stature. Yeah, all of the all that, of the that admirals makes him look intimidating. Actually, I shouldn't say all the admirals because, like, oh yeah, Okiji has his design that really makes sense for when he showed up. Kizaru looks a lot like him, and t- like they're both tall, skinny guys. Um, and yeah. then we haven't met a Kainu yet. Um, he's a little bit wider. He looks like your 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 big buff guy, at least in One Piece's standards of big buff guy. Which actually, I guess I can't yeah. say that because Whitebeard's fucking huge. He doesn't look like Kenshiro. No, no, he's just <laughs> he's just I don't know. He's a guy. Uh, anyways, uh, Sengoku learns about Hancock agreeing, and it's like, all right, cool. That means we have six out of seven warlords confirmed to be here. Um, and they're like, the seventh won't join. We tried to get Jinbei to join, but he won't. All things considered, he usually cooperates regardless of what's going on, but he refuses to do this, and he's locked away and held down. And he, specifically, they also say he is willing to let go of his title. Yes. Like, he's ready. Like, he is ready to let go of his title as Warlord of the Sea. He refuses to do this specific task. He will not stand against Whitebeard, and he will not uh, protect the execution of Ace. And yeah, he's, he's like, fuck it, I don't need to be a Warlord, I'm not doing this shit. Yeah. So that's information we now have, and we also learn that Garp is uh, not here. Oh yeah, because they get, like, an update from the Saba Odi shit. They're like, hey, people were captured, uh, what do you want to do with it? And Sengoku's like... I don't care about anything if it doesn't involve Ace. Fuck off. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I wish Garp was here to help me, but Garp said Impel down right now. So that's a big, that's a big deal that Garp is there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the one, one more big drop in this scene is that the Navy has completely lost track of Whitebeard. He, he t- yeah, him and his ship, Moby Dick. It's just, it's out there somewhere. We don't know. Is this the first and time we've some- learned the name of his ship? Uh, it could be. I don't remember. It's but yeah, it's called Moby like, Dick. He, because uh, I think the last time we saw like physically with Whitebeard was when Shanks jumped onto his ship. Yeah, and they did that big uh, slice that split the heavens. Yeah, um, I'm sure this war will go great. Like the lost contact with the ships that were like keeping an eye on him, and also. Uh, pirate crews in the New World are starting to do stuff. A lot, of, yeah. A lot of people are just kind of dropping off the map real quick. Interesting. Things are ramping up, and uh, Garp walks into Infel Down. He's visiting Ace, and he's like, Hey, you still alive? You there? Anyone up? Who up? Who up? Who up? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> see Ace, like, move it- to look up at Garp, but that's, like, that's it. <sighs> oh, I guess, he sa- I guess he says old man. Y- you know what else? I, re- I-, I didn't put much thought into it at that moment. But, um, his name isn't Monkey D. Ace. No. 
It's Porkas DS. His name Porkas DS. And Garp Garp's name is Monkey D. Garp. But Monkey Pork, D. Garp. Porkas DS. Luffy is calls different. him Luffy calls him Big Bro. Mm-hmm. Ace calls him Little Bro. Mm-hmm. Uh Garp visiting him obviously means he is aware of who he is beyond just that he is uh part of Whitebeard's crew. Yeah, Garp Garp visiting Ace at this moment. I won't say what I want to say about Garp, which to be fair, what I want to say isn't even a spoiler, it's just mean. Uh <laughs> to to people <laughs> who know what I'm talking about. I'll post it in the Discord and that uh in, in like spoiler tags or something. But um yeah, no, Garp Garp visiting Ace is like a thing and he's like talking to him a little friendlier and and ace said like ace laughs and calls him old man no but yeah no you raise an interesting point that somehow hasn't come up on the show before that port gusty ace is a different surname you know the thing that like fucks me up about more is ace looks like he would be luffy's older brother yeah that's like they look super similar part of why i didn't think about it like like, Ace is just, if you gave Luffy freckles and, like, Luffy finished puberty, because Luffy still looks like a child. Yeah, they they look super similar. Um, No one, like, bats an eye at them being brothers, except for the fact yeah. of, uh like, not being told ahead of time. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, it's something that I, like, it's crossed my mind before, but I, like, I feel like at this point is what it's important to bring up, is yeah. that they don't have the same name. Mm-hmm. And I think I, th- obviously I, I would you believe... don't have to have the same name, but like the fact that Luffy shares a name with Garp is meant to be important. So like, and also Lu- Ace not having the same same like familial name, I could I could easily like at a lowest point draws that Luffy sees an importance in found family and not biological does. family. Yeah, um... but. I don't know, but I'm going to find out what the fuck all this is going to entail, and I'm <laughs> it's going to destroy my world, I'm sure. I'm having so much fun just <laughs> listening to your brain spin. <laughs> I I do like, as they're taught, as, as, uh, we're done. We're done recapping these episodes. Um, yeah. I will just point out one thing that we crossed over just a second ago, which is when Sengoku's talking about Whitebeard and talking about how he's definitely gathering people up, we do get, like, flashes of his crew members that we've never seen before i just like that that's mm-hmm. for me uh because i'm just looking at the wiki and it's like uh characters in order of appearance and it says uh white beard and then marco and then josu um which yeah they are there we do see them for a second <laughs> and we see we see all the uh all the warlords as well um so we see their whole lineup uh except that jinbei is like shadowed because he is he's not going the only other thing I can think of is why the fuck was Buggy in that fucking newspaper when when Yon was like, "This is Luffy. He ca- he punched a celestial dragon on Sabodi," and then just we I, this is very clearly Buggy is just on the other side of the paper. What is Buggy doing to get into that paper? That's fucked up. They can't do that to me. I'm sure it's not meant to be anything, or maybe it is. I don't know. It's fucked up. <laughs> I can't believe Lu- I can't believe he found the one piece already. <laughs> he definitely did. Um, I don't know. I'm sure we'll check in at Buggy at some point, right? I'm sure. I'm sure he. They're talking about big old war. Buggy's gonna be like, ah, oh, fuck. I gotta be part of this. No way. I no, would, he's shown. He's appeared up before. He'll come back. If Buggy, Buggy doesn't like to be at big things. It just happens. <laughs> he 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 fails upward. Is the thing. That that's the end of our recap. We have a hell of a like a, a lot to look forward to. Um, oh god. <laughs> we know that Luffy is headed towards Impel Down uh, with, with 
with with Boa helping him out getting there, uh, Boa Hancock, and yeah, a lot has happened in just a just a few episodes, and um, you, you know, you know what I I I have one fear right now. You, you made the next episode only four episodes. I did one fear. The next the, our, our that's uh, our next step. Our next uh, podcast episode um, is is just four episodes of the anime. And it's it, it, someone could be like, oh, that's probably because after those four episodes is a filler arc. But we've just skipped over filler in certain arcs. Like we did in any Slobby episode where there was just six episodes of filler in there. We, we skip over filler. Uh, Jory doesn't watch next time on or look ahead at episode titles, so they don't know what's coming. Um, lately on something I, I don't know if it's intentional for these chunk of episodes, but on uh, the green streaming service that doesn't sponsor the podcast... <laughs> It, I don't use that one. It, they don't have a next episode. Like it'll it'll show the thing. It'll be counting down to the next one. And on the bar timer, there's like just a couple seconds. Like interesting, huh? It just doesn't have that. And I don't know if that's like a stylistic choice or if it's just they did it for the streaming service. So works for you. People can watch One Piece faster. <laughs> Maybe. Shout out to One Piece, which is that the 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 community that just re edits One Piece to go faster <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good name yeah uh as always i will ask jory uh their predictions for the next uh chunk of episodes um after we do our plugs so please stick around for that um people who know what's coming you know exactly to the answer to 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 jory's uh dilemma or you forgot i wouldn't blame anyone for forgetting but um <laughs> anyways we will we'll 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 listen to Jory's great great predictions here soon. And uh bef- before then though, Jory, where could people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at @noimjory. You can see all the stuff I'm tweeting. Lately it's Animal Crossing. It'll probably still be Animal Crossing stuff by the time this comes out even. A lot of <laughs> a lot of people playing that Animal Crossing. I uh I I'm actually kind of glad to know that um that One Piece game comes out sooner than I realized because I will have something to do while everyone is in Animal Crossing land. <laughs> I made myself a straw hat in Animal Crossing. Hell yeah! I'm sure there's one in the game that's closer to Luffy's, but I I don't have access to that yet. I hope it comes. <laughs> I have two of the podcasts right here on the network. Uh, one is. Uh, Citizen Hank, uh, first season of King of the Hill, talking about it with a variety of friends. Um, eventually I'll, I'll get to more of that. I don't know. I, I'm trying to figure out how to organize my life right now. A lot's going I also on have another... in late March sure 2020. What about you? You can find me on social media, Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O. Uh, I make a couple other podcasts. Uh, by the time that this is out in April... Uh, it's safe to say that uh, my my other anime show, uh, Nervous Rex, which is like this show, but with a different person uh, watching uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion for the first time, we are wrapping up our run of the television show. We just did 24. Pretty soon, at, at the time of recording this, we're, we're soon going to record our episode on uh, 25 and 26 together. The last two episodes we're going to do in the same batch for reasons that are obvious if you know the 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 anime uh but after that we're gonna be we're gonna be doing some some interesting fun stuff to 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 wrap up that podcast feed 
uh, digging into other stuff with uh, Hideki Anno's career. Not just the rebuilds, but uh, we're going to talk about Gunbuster with Jory here. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about Gunbuster v. Diebuster uh, with uh, a guest who is very familiar with those those shows and kind of the history of Gainax and what that OVA kind of means for uh, Anno working with uh, Suramaki. And uh, we're going to do the rebuilds uh, with a bunch of guests, including Jory again and uh, Andrew, who's been on the show before. And uh, we also plan to watch Shin Godzilla somewhere down the line, too. That's just a long episode of Evangelion, but with no robots. Shin Godzilla is incredible. It's it's so good. I cannot overstate how fucking good Shin Godzilla is. I'm so stoked to to make Chris watch it and to get to watch it again. I, I like it's it's almost in, feeling almost intentional inverse of making the, the Western Godzilla movies about the individual and not the monster into like... What if what if bureaucracy had to handle this? Like that is incredible. That's I and, mean that's that's the thing about Anno. Like this is this is I mean spoilers for you know a a bunch of episodes of Nervous Rex, but like Anno really injects his fascination with government handling crises into all of his passion yeah. projects. And I can't wait to see him do Shin Ultraman, where it's going to be very government oriented. I'm sure. Oh, that's gonna be incredible. Also, the scene, the atomic breath scene, that's just beautiful. That is like, oh yeah, art. such. A I wish I could have like, movie. I wish I could just have like a window on my wall that just plays a repeating like gif of that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's got some, it's got some music from Evangelion Kashira Sakusa did the soundtrack. Uh, Shin Godzilla's great. This is my recommendation for it. I will be talking about it on Nervous Rex at the end of the summer. I got to see it in theaters. <sighs> I wish I did. It was um, somehow here. <laughs> hell yeah. I will I will purchase a theater and do screenings for myself at some point. And cats. Just cats and Shen Godzilla. Those that's my that's that's my personal theaters uh constant matinee. Um anyways, yeah, that's my recommendation. Nervous Rex, uh great podcast discussion about anime if you like this one. And uh it's on the same podca- podcast network as this and all the shit that Jory plugged. Uh, if you go to theorangegroves.com uh check out check out some podcasts whether it's those or you look at some other ones uh what else do we plug uh we have a twitter for the show uh we are watching op uh you can also find our patreon at patreon.com slash we are watching op uh march's commentary was strong world i don't know exactly what we're doing for april but yeah you can get all of that and early episodes for just a dollar Right now, we're just uh, working towards a goal that will get us to make more episodes a month. And every day, I think, how would we actually do that, though? But I know that we will, because money is a good incentive. <laughs> yeah. And not, and not having to edit it is, a, is certainly a, a benefit. But um, if you like our discussion, you want to hear us get to Marineford before 2021, that, that's, that's our motivation to do it. Uh, yeah. So thank you to our patrons for the month of april adam andrew chad clueless wanderer damian jay harkins jackson cat the other cat kyle lucas martin morgan peter riley stella steven and tobito thank you so much our commentary for this month will be a twofer it'll be two shorts stuck together uh defeat the pirate ganzak it's an ova that predates the show uh so we'll be watching that and then jumping to the other end of the spectrum with 3d straw hat chase which is the movie that was made in 3d so that'll be up there at the one dollar level as well as early episodes each month thank you so much for supporting what we do but yeah i think that's i think that's it to plug is that everything i think so cool uh so jory 
you you already expressed your fear of the next the next chunk of episodes just being four episodes. What do you what do you think's gonna happen? Trauma. <laughs> Is that uh, it? <laughs> I I I have a feeling it's it's gonna be some kind of like dumping of information and like whether it's Ace or Luffy or like something else related to the Straw Hats. Um, it's a lot. <laughs> so your prediction is that it will be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I guess we'll just have to see what it all means next time on We Are Watching One Piece. And until then, to me, to be continued. <laughs> this shows the opposite of champs in the making where i scream at the very end <laughs>